0: Sources. Cuban is beside himself, driving around downtown Dallas begging through texts Jordan's family for the address to DeAndre Jordan's house.
1: We crushed them on the basketball court, and we're going to for years because of the way we built this team. We're light years ahead of probably every other team in the structure in planning and how we're going to go about things.
0: Anything is possible.
1: Welcome back to Backboard of the Rings. Mm-hmm. I'm Bardley, joined by Shellen. Just the two of us today, we had to suspend Dan. He tried to punch one of us, so, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true, but um, that's, a, that's a joke that hopefully people get, uh,
0: <laughs> considering all things we know. You must but, have uh, really but... pestered him and annoyed him. He's such an easygoing guy. Like, what did you do there, Bardley?
1: uh well i kept bringing up the blog thing the blog boy thing and i
0: just uh he didn't
1: like that so much there you go yeah um but before we start actually talking about actual nba here because this is going to be our uh first round preview and then we're gonna do um finals prediction stuff like that too i have to tell you about my experience today i i shot hoops for the first time since i was in high school i think i'm not sure Um, Oh, wow, really? uh, Yeah, because I I never uh, did it at all during college. And then I, it's possible afterwards, I have shot a basketball at some point, (laughs) but, uh, you know, not like played, right? Or, you know, taken a pro, it would have been like, I took like a shot, right? Sure. um, Yeah, this was the, like, first time I've probably done prolonged shooting of basketball since I was in high school and we used to play um, in our, you know, like sometimes you get the free period or whatever and you can do whatever you want. It's mm-hmm. uh, A lot of times I would do uh, you know, like eight of us, we would play like 21 or whatever, you know? Sure. But,
0: uh, oh, were you, you going to ask me something? Well, I was going to say, so yeah, you got some new kicks, right? So you had to go out and, and try them out there on the court.
1: Right. Yes, I I did go f- total full kit wanker here, but I I have a uh, new basketball, uh, a outdoor basketball, but it's uh, Bucks and Giannis branded. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a Michael Jordan one, but unfortunately because we left it in the garage, I got some dry rot and uh, it felt it, it was gross, so it had to get tossed, I guess, which was sad because I had that from when I was like eight. But oh well. Um, but yes, people have to know about the. <laughs> The long difficulty I had in getting these. I got some Zoom Freak 4, so that's Yannis' signature shoe. And I got them in the cookies and cream uh, color because I, too, love Oreos. Uh, I hope yeah. I hope that's the same for you.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oreo, far, far, far and away the best, like, packaged cookie in the world. Like, there, uh, second place isn't even worth talking about, I don't think.
1: Yeah, I think it would probably be those, like, Keebler Elves, but,
0: um... Oh, yeah, that's fair. I guess those, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, but yeah, Oreo's still number one.
1: Yeah, Oreo's still number one. Very versatile. Uh, you know, you have a lot of different types. But so, yeah, um, I, I ordered them online, and I uh, so I had a pair of old Nike's running shoes from like man, I must have got them in. I I don't think I had these ones when I went to Italy in eighteen, so it means I must have got them in like nineteen. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's twenty twenty three, so that's they're pretty old as far as uh a shoe that I wore, like, every day for, like, two years. Uh I mean, they're not in the best shape. And all the, like, uh, tags and stuff fell off, so I have no idea what size they are. And I bought them at, our, uh, at Kohl's at the store, so I have no <laughs> no way to look up what the size of them is. Um, you know, no way to just look at the receipt online and be like, oh, yeah, I ordered this size. So I had to guess. So I measured my foot, uh, ordered them, and then, um, uh, you know something interesting, Shellen, is when you take a measurement of your foot... You should buy shoes that aren't the exact measurement of your foot. You should, like, add some centimeters on.
0: <laughs> I believe that. Uh, that makes sense. Yes, but uh, I didn't do that. <laughs> That's a real mistake. stupid. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I've bought other shoes online, and I've not had this problem, but um, I haven't bought uh, Nike in a, right. in a while, and I haven't bought basketball shoes in a while, and that was a mistake. Um, so yeah, I bought them and they were the same, almost the exact same size as my foot. They had like basically no extra space, uh, maybe a couple, maybe like a, uh, probably a centimeter, maybe. So it was that big enough. So I'm like, all right, gonna exchange them. And uh, I, I saw that you could drive or go to a Nike store to exchange them. And I was like, oh, uh, well, I live, you know, less than an hour away from Kansas City. I'll drive up 40 minutes to the Nike store, exchange them. Uh, so last week, uh, I drive up to the Nike store, walk into the store, go back to the shoe section, and I immediately notice a problem, (laughs) which is, so, I'm sure you've bought many Nikes in the past, and I'm sure you're familiar, or have been to the store and seen them, you know, Nikes usually come in a brown and orange box, right? Yep. Well, um, Zoom Freak 4s don't come in a box like that, um, they have the, like, um, I guess maybe like a sea foam and like purple color. Okay. And they have um, this GA logo on it for Giannis. And I, I immediately noticed a problem is there are no shoes that look like that at all at the store. <laughs> I'm like, oh, damn. Well, first, the problem was I didn't know what a factory store meant. I didn't know that that meant it was an overflow store. And that was what I went to when I, because uh, I just typed in Google. I just typed in Nike store and I hit
0: go sure uh, okay so like an outlet store sort of thing I'll, yeah 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 overstock that's that yeah i kind of think okay
1: yes so this is a mistake so anyway i drive up 40 40 minutes to kansas city uh only to find out that i can't exchange them there and i have to get them shipped to me anyway so oh my god what an ordeal what an, what an idiot i am right uh, um
0: but anyway at least get to go to the world war one museum there or get some barbecue or something worthwhile in kansas city
1: uh, well, I sent you that picture of that robot who brought the ramen to me. That was the exciting thing I did. Oh, that's right. Um, yeah, they got robots yeah. in Kansas City. That is pretty cool. Yeah, that was interesting. Uh, yeah, the touchscreen robot. That so uh, people aren't going to understand because they have not seen this picture. It was like this uh, um, robot with wheels that had trays on it, and they'd put it on the tray, and then it would like wheel it out to you, and then you would pull take it off and push the touchscreen to say you took your food, and then it would go back to the kitchen. So. Uh, you know they're here. Next thing I know, it's gonna have like a grenade on it, and it's just gonna blow me up or something, right?
0: Yeah, I mean, if they're serving us ramen, we're only three or four steps away from Skynet for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. But anyway, uh, just to quickly go over how I it went today. I made my first shot. And I was like, hell yes! And then um, I, was gonna say, that's I had when you some
0: quit, per- you just call it quits right there. Shot a hundred percent today.
1: That's what I should have done. Because then I went on this streak and. um I missed like eight shots in a row and I was like, oh man, I'm so rusty. I'm so bad. And then what I did was I, th- I thought to myself, I was like, how can I shoot better? Um, I was never very good at shooting, but I was like, I've watched a lot more basketball. I understand a lot more of the game now and stuff. And I remember that Joel Embiid athletic <laughs> quote <laughs> <laughs> where he was like, uh, so this is a funny one where Joel Embiid didn't know how to play basketball. He didn't know how to shoot. And he was like, how do I get better? And he went to YouTube to learn how to shoot. And he started typing in Googling. And he typed in, like, how to shoot a basketball good and stuff like that. And then he says in the quote, he's like, that I had, like, the come to Jesus moment. And I typed in, like, white guys shooting basketball.
0: Yeah, white and, people uh, shooting three-pointers, I think, is what it was. And yeah. yes. Yes. <laughs>
1: he was like it's such a stereotype but if you he's like there's always that one guy at the gym that white guy who's got like perfect form or whatever and yep. he was like uh, and that's what I thought about I was like oh I should think about that and I was like what does Joe Ingalls look like when he shoots a basketball and then I, I was like I will I will try to look like this and I immediately shot better and I was like wow genius move Joe Embiid what a,
0: what a G like what a, was high basketball IQ high high uh, internet search engine IQ as well. He deserves the MVP for sure. Yeah, so thanks
1: to Joel and Joe Ingles for improving my basketball shot basically immediately (laughs) once I thought about that. Uh, But I also, there was one another guy there. It was pretty funny because he was, I thought he was playing one on one because I could hear him kind of far away and he was saying stuff, but it was just him. (laughs) But he was talking trash to nobody. and uh, um, He also, he made like some three-pointer And I heard him celebrate, and then he did the LeBron, like, um, you know, break the board over your knee celebration, (laughs) and I was just like, okay, bud. Well, you gotta Uh, practice
0: all those things, right?
1: I guess uh, your
0: What's your go-to celebration for the made three-pointer?
1: Uh, um, I would probably, well, probably, like, the arrow thing, I think. Like, my aim is true type of thing. Mm, okay. I think that's a pretty good one. Um. I did well, not shoot any threes, though. I, uh, I modeled my game after DeMar DeRozan, and I only took mid-range twos <laughs> or closer.
0: <laughs> okay, well, not super efficient. You're not going to get Daryl Morey. Uh, you're not, he's not going to sign you.
1: No, but I could play on the Suns, I guess. That's what I'm working on. There you go. Yeah, so uh, that was my playing b-ball story. It's kind of funny today. Um, yeah. So I guess let's actually get into uh, the episode here. I want to start with some uh, looking back at our preview episode here before we jump in. Okay. And what I want to go over is how do you feel about what we picked for our five most intriguing teams for the season? You picked the Wolves, the Sixers, the Cavs, the Nets, good pick, and the Clippers. I picked Oklahoma City, also the Clippers, the Suns, turned out to be a good one, uh, the Cavs as well. And the Pelicans, which is, that was a sad one, (laughs) but I kind of nailed it on that one. But uh, how do you feel about these teams that you picked for the season?
0: You know, either of us picked the Nets and Suns were obviously great picks because of the intriguing things that happened. All the Mm -hmm. rest of those teams kind of performed basically right at the expectation line, almost to the point where like I don't think you could have considered any of them really that interesting. Like all of them basically made the playoffs, but we don't really think that they're like among the top contenders if that makes sense. Like I don't know. They they all kind of had boring <laughs> years almost. It sounds like I think we we could have picked some teams like the Mavs or or maybe like the Bucks going on their crazy run or something. I guess I guess OKC very much exceeded expectations so I shouldn't lump them in but but like clippers wolves calves sixers they're all they're all there they all had i would say reasonably successful seasons but didn't really have anything that noteworthy uh that i think you would have said oh you had to watch the sixers this season because they were so interesting if that makes yeah, sense
1: yeah i guess it beat it beat played really well but yeah i mean they were kind of like they kind of played how we expected i think I think I would have said, maybe I did say this when we had the preview. I thought they would have the best record in the East. Obviously, that wasn't true, but um,
0: they were still good. So it was like
1: not a big shock.
0: Um, yeah, but I mean, had no, you told oh, us that no, like go the ahead. Sixers, had you told us the Sixers finished third and the Cavs finished fourth in the East preseason? We both would have been like, okay, yeah, sure. That makes sense. And that's what happened, yeah. right? <laughs> so
1: <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and the Clippers were basically I, we picked them because of like the intrigue and the injury thing, and then they kind of basically was like, yeah, exactly is
0: exactly as the planned. <laughs> they weren't healthy enough to be great, but they were <laughs> still deep enough that they st- still avoided the play in. Like, yeah, that that was a typical Clippers season. I felt like.
1: Yeah, Oklahoma City overperformed expectation, making it to the uh, play in. Uh, we are recording as they are playing now in the um, last game to get in. They're down ten in the third quarter, so they're probably. I'm guessing they're probably done, but um, still, a great season for him. I, I wish I had uh, stuck to it. I said that they would be a, a play in team, but then when Chad got hurt, I backed out. Uh, yep. So I wish I, I wish I'd stuck with that. I was so uh, that's too bad. And then um, Pelicans. A lot of my thing was about Zion, and I will get to that in a second. But that was mm-hmm. they were. I think they were pretty disappointing. They had they were they had they were number two at one point though. I think, kind of early in the season and looking
0: really good. Yeah, they had some stretches where they looked good. They had a a fun roster, just not quite enough with Zion out.
1: Yeah. So um, let's go for some of our our rapid fires here. Let's see how we did. Uh, On the top six seed predictions, we said the same for the West. We said Denver, Minnesota, Golden State, the Clippers, Phoenix, Memphis. So we only missed... uh, sack instead of minnesota yep. so not bad actually no pretty reasonable. Um, and then in the east we had boston philly cleveland milwaukee miami we whiffed miami and then i had brooklyn so i was and then you had the raptors instead of brooklyn so mm. um i did a little bit better than you um and miami was close so i don't really feel like we were that off on that one so no pretty what pretty well um Speaking of the Nets, our Nets lightning round (laughs) was, will KD demand slash reiterate his desire to be traded? I said yes, you said no, and that did happen. Um, We had, will Kyrie, KD, and Simmons be on the team at the end of the year? I said yes to all. You said no to Kyrie, yes to KD and Simmons. So you did a little bit better there. Uh, We both nailed, will Nash be fired during the year after (laughs) the postseason? That was real quick. That was the first Way thing I think we got than, right. I guess, yeah. <laughs> um, and then we had uh, this one's TBD, but will the Nets win a playoff game and win a round? I said yes to game, no to round or er, no to round. You said yes to both, so um, I think we're going to be right on the will they win a playoff game. I don't think they're going to get swept. So,
0: um, right, agreed.
1: Uh, we had will Westbrook be on the Lakers at the end of the season? We both said no. Nailed that one. Um, a funny one I had was: Will people decide at some point, or make will someone make the clickbaity article that Scoot Henderson is a better prospect than uh, Victor? We both said no, and actually, uh, Scoot fell down
0: to third, kind of, in a lot of people's mm-hmm. estimations behind Brandon and Wendy's Miller. And he's out here doing put back dunks on his own missed three pointers, so yeah, no, he's yeah. he's still he's still a lock for one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, we had
1: which offseason move will have the biggest impact. You said Mitchell. You kind of said for both um, Utah and um, the Cavs. Also, well, the Utah one didn't work out so hot for you. They were actually okay this year. But, um, yeah. And then I said Brunson for the Mavs. <laughs>
0: that, was, that was definitely that right. Was, but yeah, for sure. He was amazing. That was
1: a, that was a, that was a good guess. Um, we had... Let's see. Will the oh, who have the worst record? I said the Spurs. You said the Jazz, and it was uh, not even the Pistons.
0: The
1: the Jazz, yeah, Jazz were too good. The Spurs got close. They tried, but I think they finished top three, right? Yes. Uh, Yep. They're in the bottom three there. Uh, And then there was, will the Lakers be a top six seed, and or will they be in the plan? We both said no to top six. Got that. We both said yes to plan. So we we nailed that one. -hmm. Um, I got I got to do a semi victory lap here for the Will the Kings make the play-in or better? You said no, and I said yes. They'll be in the play-in because there weren't enough good teams. Uh, So I kind of I was higher on them than you, but not. I was way too low on the Kings. Oh yeah, (laughs) that's a that's a
0: big whiff for me there.
1: Um, and then let's see what else was on here. Oh, uh. I want you to guess on this one here to see if you know the answer. Now who will play more games this season? Ben Simmons or Zion Williamson? Uh, We both said Zion and Simmons played a few more. I'm sure. Yes. Uh, Ben Simmons played 42 games. Zion Williamson played 29. So we we were wrong on that one. Uh, That's 29. Isn't that surprising? It's so low. So yeah. So disappointing. That's that's depressing. Um, uh, what's the other one here? Uh, let's see who will be MVP. We forgot to do this one on air, but we texted about it. I said, indeed, you said Luca. So, yep. uh, I might be right. It's tough to say at this point, cause it's not been, um, awarded, but it seems like he's going
0: to win. I think you're probably, yeah, I think so too. And Luca's definitely not in the top. No, he might even, so. Yeah. He's not he, even, he might not even finish top five. So yeah
1: um and then who will be in the finals and who will win we'll revisit this one later mm-hmm. i guess so we'll just punt that one so overall i don't think we did too bad uh we definitely blew a couple big ones <laughs> so i feel pretty good what do you what do you think about our
0: our yeah opinions? i feel pretty good about that hearing all those things basically the only thing i really whiffed on was the Kings being good. Um, everything else was like pretty reasonably close, including a couple that felt just right. Luca put up good enough numbers to potentially be MVP if his team was good around him. And obviously he's part of the contributing factor uh, to the team, not being good. <laughs> some, some of that's like empty stats on a bad team almost uh, for him there. But yeah, we texted our top three or whatever, and it's pretty easy to get a couple of them, right? Cause you know, Giannis and, Jokic and Embiid and Tatum and stuff were all going to be good. So I don't feel too bad about taking a shot in the dark and missing that one. So that and the Kings were pretty much the only two that I like really, you could say, were 100% off.
1: Yeah, as far as the Luka pick, I think I said I would have picked him as my second. I would have went preseason, I would have said Embiid wins, Luka finished second, Giannis is third, so uh, swap Luka for Jokic, it seems like, and that'll be it, so I don't think
0: that's um,
1: no, nope, that's pretty I don't good. think that was a bad pick. Uh, you also the, your jazz. What I think two worst records. That was a pretty
0: big. Yeah, pick. that was a bad win. call. And, you know, we saw that one basically from the first week of the season where it was like, <laughs> oh, no, they've they've got some dudes out there that. Yeah, they had a, a roster full of like B minus overall players, <laughs> which was just going to win you a lot of games against some bad teams.
1: Yeah, they had too many guys who didn't suck. That was the problem. Yeah, exactly. Uh, they were too I,
0: deep. They couldn't. They couldn't even take their way out because the guys on their bench, you know, they got Kessler coming in, and all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you know, like second for rookie of the year too, and yeah, all these things. So. Oh.
1: Um, I can't believe we just didn't pick like the Rockets or the Pistons though. I, th- I think I thought the Pistons were going to be decent this year, but then Cade got injured. I can't believe we didn't pick the Rockets. We knew the Rockets were going to suck. We should have just picked them.
0: <laughs> should have. Yeah. That Again, I was, was probably just trying to be a little, weird. a little too cute with the picks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the, yeah, I think the one I nailed the most was uh, that Brunson for the Mavs biggest impact. Cause they got, they got way worse. So Waves, uh, yep. that was probably my best one. Uh, like I said, too too bad about the Zion Ben Simmons one. That was supposed to, that one. I think I had hoped that they would both play around like the forty to
0: you know the forty to fifty
1: games range. It's kind of what I was hoping. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: uh, yeah. yeah Simmons yeah. played about probably what we would have expected from him. when that we asked that question? Yeah, half the season. But yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, we obviously we both we both had Zion, and it wasn't even close. Uh, forty two to twenty nine. So, oh well. Um, like I said, I think we did a pretty good job there. We'll see how we do moving forward here as we discuss the uh, playoffs here. We're going to start with the Eastern Conference, and we are just going to go uh, kind of down the list, 1v8, 2v7, 3v6, 4v5. That way we can end on the exciting one. We can just plow through these boring ones really quickly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, Bucks versus Bulls is the 1-8 matchup for the Eastern Conference. Do you want me to start or do you want to go first here?
0: Uh you can start. They're they're your squad. I'll let you uh take the 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 fun right. part here.
1: Okay, so obviously uh actually let's just start with our prediction here. Uh the Bucks are gonna win in how many games? Uh Bucks in five, I think. Okay, I'll say the same thing. Five. So clearly there's not a lot for us to really go over here. We don't uh I I almost would lean sweep but I do think the Bulls. There'll be a game where the Bucks shoot like twenty-eight percent from three, and uh, it coincides with like a Demar game where he shoots like, uh, you know, fifteen of thirty from two because he's never gonna take any threes. So
0: <laughs> I'm gonna have to stop you here because I think you were in an alternate reality maybe earlier today because the Heat beat the Bulls by eleven. So it's the the oh. Bucks versus the Heat. Why did I say the Bull? Uh, yeah,
1: sorry, the Heat. I I, I, just I doubt okay. that change.
0: yeah, I doubt that changes your pick here. It's just no, Butler no, no. instead of DeRozan, basically, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Uh copy paste uh just changed the four letter team that I got wrong here. So um yeah, sorry, my bad. I meant to say uh the heat, but I was uh I was thinking about the bulls because I wanted to I was thinking about how we uh they should have blown it up, that's what I was kinda thinking about
0: here. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, so we've seen this in the past, too. Yeah, this will be like the third playoff matchup between these teams in the last four years, I think. Four years, yeah. And no. so,
1: I mean, there's as far as, as the matchup goes, I mean, the Heat don't really stand a chance because they don't score enough on offense mm-hmm. to uh, be able to keep up with the Bucks. And uh, the Bucks are playing really great defense, as always. So... Uh, I can go into some more. I guess I'll do some more in depth here because I think we're going to talk about the Bucks as a as a long term thing here. So, um, you know their defense is amazing. They were fourth in defensive rating. Uh, You've got three guys that are probably going to finish on the All Defense teams: Mm Brook, Giannis, and Drew. Um, they were second in holding an opponent field goal percentage at forty five point six, mostly because of how much they limit teams at the at the rim with Brook and Giannis. Uh. They improved, I would say, which is funny, they were 18th in three point attempts allowed this season, uh, which is a big improvement upon them, usually being like on the bottom. They're like middle of the pack, and teams are actually only eighth in percentage. It's difficult to say due correlation there. You know, the Bucks clean up the boards as always with Giannis and Brooke their first and rebounding.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, yeah, I think the big concern about them. Is probably their offense. Uh, they're only tenth in three point percentage. Uh, they've really only, they've got a couple of guys who shot the ball pretty well this year in those really small sample size. Crowders, forty three point six. Carter Javon Carter, who's really been lighting it up, but he's going to be undersized in a lot of matchups, Is at forty two. Ingles, who I think is a key player, is at about forty one percent. Allen's at about forty. Drew at thirty eight point four. Brooke at 37.4 and Portis picked it up he sucked big in the year he's got up with 37 percent um so it is and those are all guys <laughs> unfortunately Giannis is like I think he's shooting like 27 percent it's like if he would just take none and Middleton is not shot at well from three either so they're two probably most important offensive players have not sure sh- well that's surprising from Giannis I mean He leads the league in free throw attempts at 12.3, but also shoots 64.5%. The guy just can't shoot. It's like, oh, you have to just deal with it. Uh, Not that it matters. He's so dominant, you know, in the paint and all the other stuff. It really doesn't matter that much. And he still goes to the line a lot. Um, One of the things I noted was if you look at a lot of advanced metrics, have you been looking at, like, like the Ringer or basketball reference, like their title odds? It's so crazy
0: what the percentages say. Right, I I don't remember which one it is. I think it actually might be five thirty eight that basically thinks Derek White is a basketball god. So the Celtics <laughs> yeah. always um, finish like way higher than like even Celtics fans, like the most optimistic Celtic fan would think. Uh, so that's the one that always makes me laugh. Is and it, it, it is one hundred percent just like overvaluing Derek White. So that's what I always think of when I see those title odds.
1: Yeah, because like those a lot of these like uh, models and stuff have the Bucks as like. The sixth most likely team, and they're like <laughs> below, like the Cavs, to win the title. It's like, right. it's like that's kind of ridiculous because obviously they can't actually watch the games, and uh, you know it's a, it's it's numbers. And I the thing that fools them is they see that the Bucks are fifteenth in offensive rating, and they think that the Bucks stink at offense when it's like, um, since February twenty eighth, they're actually first scored in points per game. Uh, so. Kind of once Ingles and Middleton returned, they've been their offense has actually been really good. Uh, and it was when they didn't have those guys in the beginning of the season. It was just Drew and Giannis, and Drew was still kind of growing to that role of like I have to become like a primary scorer now. And Giannis was just doing too much, and there was a stretch where he got he had like two games where he scored like single digits within like the span of like a week and a half. And then they rested him for ten days, and then he came back and he killed everybody again because like he was just toast, you know. Was, they asked too much of him, and it was, so he was so inefficient this year early. Um, but I mean, Giannis is the best player, so obviously that's like their big uh, feather in the cap. And I do think having you know I think two key players for them in terms of shot creation are going to be Middleton and Ingles. They have to play well in the postseason because uh, they will on Milwaukee's offense, as much as I just said, is improved, often gets stuck in the mud in the postseason. Those two players can really help clean it up. They will help passing. I uh, saw a thing today about Ingles and him and Brooke running pick and roll and how effective that's been. Um, so just having another guy who can move the ball with Ingles, I think will help, help a lot. So um, that's kind of what I think about the Bucs. Any, anything to add? No, I think you know, I talked a lot, but
0: yeah, I, I agree with you. When you look at the the matchups that they had in the regular season, you know the Heat won two games on basically like in three nights against them when Giannis was out in January. So you can't really factor those in. And then the Bucks won relatively easily in the second and third, or the third and fourth matchups of the season when they had Giannis. Um, this is one of these where the Heat almost are kind of like the Bucks light, if that makes sense from like a playstyle and standpoint on terms of like, you know, they're also a top 10 defensive rating team. They're a top five rebounding team in the league, uh, both offensive and defensive glass. The big difference is they're like the second slowest team in the league. Uh, oh and yeah. Then and then they're also bottom five in effective field goal percentage and true shooting percentage. So it's just, like, they're not going to get swept, because Butler always seems to find this new gear in the playoffs, and we're like, oh god, Jimmy Butler, I forgot that he's actually still amazing, Uh, because he kind of coasts through some of the regular season under the radar sometimes. They'll probably win one game, because Struis and Hero, you know, just have that one night where they hit a bunch of shots, and Butler does well and stuff, but... I agree with you. You you can't be one of the worst shooting teams in the league and expect that you're going to have success against Milwaukee. Like it, you know, you're just not going to get good looks in the paint <laughs> at all. Yeah. Um. <laughs> they you're right. They're just not going to score enough points. I think the last game that they played, the Bucks beat them like one twenty five to ninety nine or something like that, and that feels like probably at least two or three games in the series are going to be that sort of feel where it's just like, ugh, the Heat tried to rock fight them, but they just, you know, they're they're perimeter guys other than Butler and Bam. They just aren't gonna have enough to slow down Giannis enough for their terrible offense to yeah. solve the Bucks defense.
1: Yeah, and uh Bam has played terrible in these two po- uh play-in games. He's been awful. And
0: mm-hmm. it's like
1: and the the uh couple of years ago when the Bucks played him, they basically just let the Bam open. Brooke played super heavy drop on him, and they were just like, bam, shoot the ball like crazy. You got to yep. make the, your jumpers, and he doesn't want to play that way, and he's not very good at it. So, um, you did mention Jimmy. Uh, he's, you know, you mentioned he's a playoff guy. He's one of two active players who are averaging twenty points per game in a hundred playoff games or more. Who can who have raised their points per game, rebounds per game, and assists per game from from the regular season to the postseason? Just him and uh, PG. So wow. and he does play well in the postseason, but I mean the roster. It's so lot Lowry didn't play most of the game tonight. In the end, he's mm-hmm. his knee flared up on him. And the, the role guys are just not good enough. Um so I mean that's why I mostly talked about the Bucks in terms of some of their like long term things, because it's just this not this is not an interesting series to really talk about. The Bucks are just gonna beat them to death and it's not gonna be very exciting. <laughs> Pretty much. I agree. Yeah. Um so let's move on to another one that I don't think is gonna be super exciting. Um Boston versus Atlanta. Yeah. Um
0: what do you I'm, think? Let's I go ahead. I'm I'm less excited for this series than I am even for uh the 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 Bucks one. Like the Celtics are just too good. And the Hawks the the only thing the Hawks might have going in their favor is their insane streak of not being above or below one game of 500 for like the entire second half of the season, basically. So, Mm -hmm. you know, they've got that voodoo going on where like, maybe they (laughs) force the series to seven just because they can't possibly be more than a game under 500. And they, (laughs) yeah, that was 33 consecutive games where they were within one game of 500, which is
1: hilarious.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Just incredible. Like there was no sure bet in the league than the Hawks winning or losing based on what their record was. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. But, like, Trey Young, I don't know, is it fair to say that he regressed this season? I, I don't know if he regressed, necessarily, but he had a terrible shooting season, especially from three-point range. Um, And the Hawks just don't play good enough defense. The, the matchup here is just really bad for them all around. Like, if I had to pick a series that I think would be a sweep out of all the playoff series, this is the one I would probably pick. I still think maybe I'd pro- if when you're gonna tell me here like what do you think I'll say Celtics and five but this is seems like the 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 surest sweep candidate to me out of any of them. Yeah, you mentioned Trey. Oh, I think the big problem is he doesn't know
1: how to he doesn't know how to play with anybody else who handles the ball. Yeah. So uh, him and Murray, it just not worked the way they wanted because Trey just doesn't understand how to move with the ball ball anymore. Like he did in college a bit, but. He just doesn't do it in, in the pros, and he needs to. Also, his defense is horrendous. So, um, I, I will go with my my uh, positive things for the Hawks here. Before I just talk about why Boston is so good and why it's going to be a bloodbath again. Um, you know, they did the uh, since Quinn Snyder took over, there have been a lot of positives for them. Uh, okay. They're second in points per game since he took over, so they are putting it in the net in the net, and uh, they are second in offensive rebounding, and first and second chance points as well, so that was a okay. big thing in their in their uh, game against the Heat, was C- Capella had like 15 or whatever offensive rebounds, it was crazy he just destroyed them on the glass um, and they're, they're playing a lot faster pace, oh that was another thing with Milwaukee too that we didn't talk about, Was you talked about the Bucks versus uh, the Heat, was the Bucs have made the subtle adjustment too, they picked up the pace on offense too and Um, not surprising to see that that's something that the Hawks have attempted to do. Quinn, former bud guy, um, Spurs guy as well. So same lineage. So I, he's a good head coach, uh, and there have been some positives, but, and and I do like, they have a lot of guys who could score for them. Like Bogdanovich and Sadiq Bay come off the bench (laughs) for that team. And it's like, wait a minute. What? (laughs) Like those guys are too good to be, uh, coming off the bench. Those should be starters. So, you know they could get the flamethrowers out a couple of games um, from a bunch of different guys, and I like Akangwu; he's he's pretty good too. So, you know, I think they have some nice things going on, but yeah, I mean it's a total mismatch. the The Celtics they're first in net rating because they're second in offense and second in defense, and they're yep. Um,
0: She's and so first good. And they're first and off are a defensive rebounding percentage too. So when you're talking about like one of the yeah. Hawks' biggest strengths is going right up against the Celtics, big strength too. And then that's pretty tough. Like I don't like Marcus Smart, but anytime that you can put him on a guy like Young and the Hawks don't really have that much of another answer because of how high his usage is, like you're saying, that's the recipe for him just kind of getting worn down and frustrated and having Plenty of those two for eleven from three point range games, like you seem to have a lot this season. While well, you're wondering where Murray is, and I don't know, I I don't, I just don't really like this Hawks line, this Hawks roster. I think now that we've seen them a couple of years, like they had that surprising run to the Eastern Conference Finals, and since that playoff run, it's they've kind of just been a disappointment. It feels like to me, at least.
1: Yeah, they got a, they. I mean, last year I think I brought this up. They were so arrogant when Trey was like oh uh, i can't get off for the regular season once you get to the once you've been to a, an eastern conference finals like bro it's the eastern conference finals
0: and you went right. once it's like that doesn't mean much right uh, i don't know spencer dinwiddie was spouting off about his accolades and that was his number one <laughs> uh, also no, so we'll see that's true uh
1: yeah i think Kuz can uh show the hardware though that uh like yeah <laughs> might trump that um I, you did bring up smart I think he's not played very well this year, and a lot of Celtics fans want Missoula to play white down the stretch uh, you were talking about you know the advanced metric god that he is apparently but um he has he has slipped a little bit, which could be a problem for them in a in a series that matters you know with Boston and Milwaukee it's like more interesting to talk about them as a you know top down high standpoint because it's like this their first round matchups are boring, but you know some of the other things as they get later to the season could or to the postseason could be interesting. Yeah. You know, how are um like how is Time Lord gonna hold up? Can um Al Horford, you know, I'm sure rest play well? Is Grant Williams gonna have, I mean we made like seven threes in that game, seven against the Bucs and you didn't make seven more threes the rest of the postseason, <laughs> so it's like can you rely on him um you know i know brogdon has solved a lot of some of their like ball handling things because last year that was a big problem where they couldn't ever dribble the ball up the court and he'll help a lot but they're so reliant on three-pointers this season which i think might be a mistake you know they're only 28th in free throw attempts because they take so many jump shots now they're only sec uh they're second in the league behind golden state in three-pointers and it's like when we think of teams that shoot three-pointers well it's like Yes, Golden State, right? They got the Splash Brothers. Do we really think of Boston as that team? And it's like, well, they sure play like it, but I don't really associate them as like uh, a team that always is like got really great three-point shooters. You know, Uh, Tatum is only 35% on the season, which is not that good. You know, his last seven games, he was over 40%. But I think his like... Catch and shoot threes. Everybody was saying was terrible. It was like twenty nine percent, like late in the season or something like that. Mm -hmm. He was just he looked tired or something. I I don't I don't know. It's tough to say. Um, So some of the like their long term stuff is kind of tricky. But as far as this one goes, I think they'll be fine. Uh, Another big question mark for them is Missoula. Is he going to be able to? How is he going to coach the postseason as a rookie? But. in this series, no, that stuff matters. Yeah, that stuff matters for the next one against the Sixers or against the Bucks if they get to get there. But
0: yeah, because that that is going to be an interesting one. A lot of Celtics fans were pretty down on him down the stretch here because you know up until January, the Celtics looked like world beaters, and since then, mm-hmm. you know, we've been looking at him and being like, oh, what is kind of wrong with Boston? Like the talent's still there, but they've lost to some really bad teams, like. Again, I think that'll tighten up here in the playoffs, but probably not all the way, and and especially when you think back to their postseason last season where a lot of their losses, I kind of joke, they it, they just feel like they inexplicably forgot how to play basketball in some of those games. Yeah. Like, the Heat would just be beating them by 30 all of a sudden, and you're like, the Heat aren't <laughs> even that good. What's going on, Boston? Or, you know, they'd have some third quarter stretches against the Warriors where they turn the ball over on 50% of their possessions, and you're just like, oh, God, like, (laughs) this is the team that I'm supposed to be trusting at this point. (laughs) Uh, You know, the DNA is still there for those weird lapses, and Missoula's been good, but, yeah, you can't, I don't know. I'm always hesitant to trust a coach that you've never seen before in these sort of situations. You never know when we're going to get some weird lineup down crunch time where it's like, why are you playing these five guys right now uh sort of mm-hmm. thing that that really hurts them so i, I think that is right. a, an interesting point
1: yeah and and for me it's the uh not, it, it in game coaching matters a lot too, but it is the from game to game coaching and like can mm-hmm. you make the adjustments can you cope with the game plans like we haven't we don't know if Missoula's gonna be able to do that you know so we'll we'll have to keep an eye on that and um yeah, so that's something that like I said, lot more long term, this first series, I think uh I'll pick them in uh I think I'll pick them at six. Okay. Um I think the 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 three-point shooting, they'll have a couple of stinkers maybe. But um I don't think, yeah. I even though I said six, I don't think it's being very competitive. I think Boston's probably gonna take them to the house. Um the next one here, again, oh, these series are so bad. <laughs> Sixers, Nets. Oh, what could have been. I think before yeah. the season, if you had told me this, I'd have been like, hell yeah. Yes, please. Into my veins, please. And now I'm just like, yeah, okay,
0: well, whatever. Yeah, now I'm like, will somebody please send Nick Claxton a gift basket? Like, man, I, I, the Nets are kind of fun. They've stabilized a little bit. You've got... Um, you know, Cam Johnson out there sometimes scoring 40 points or sometimes only playing seven minutes. You've uh, got Thomas, Thomas, right? Thomas. Sorry, thank you. Yeah, Cam is Thomas. They have, they sorry. have, Cam, they have, have Cam Johnson, have Johnson Cam as Thomas, well. Yep, which you're is right. confusing. <laughs> yep. Uh you got Mikel Bridges looking like a, you know, borderline star in this league since the trade there. Uh they're they're kind of fun, but man, if you could pick any team that Joel Embiid's gonna feast on. You would pick the Nets that have one center on their roster, basically. Yeah. Like Dayron Sharp's not <laughs> helping you as your backup here. It's he's
1: Embiid's ready, gonna yeah. Embiid's
0: gonna kill them, and in every single game, like they 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 just don't have an answer. Claxton, I am very high on. I think he's a great piece for them to build around as like one of their, you know, guys to to keep on the roster. But he, he it just. Eight wings and Claxton are just going to get roasted by Harden and Embiid.
1: Yeah, I mean, the Nets were first in blocks per game. Most things to Claxton, but it's yep. not going to. He's just he's not big enough. That's the problem. He's too small against Embiid. So I, a lot of people have said what'll be interesting is to see how they they will probably attempt to guard him with Claxton, but then do like a semi help of a one of their eight million wings that they have. You know. Mm. Bridges, uh, Dorian Finney-Smith uh, in particular. So that'll be, you know, from a basketball nerd standpoint, that might be interesting. But I don't think, I mean, a beat's going to average thirty points a game in this this series. It's
0: uh, right. That sort of thing it, worked in the NCAA tournament when we watched Fairly Dickinson attack Edie for Purdue because Purdue's guards were trash. Uh, mm-hmm. That won't. That won't work. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's a good idea because it's your only plan. Like, you can't just leave Claxton out there to get in foul trouble on an island, but yeah, it's not it's not slowing them down. No, I mean,
1: Embiid leads the league, or not, sorry, Yadis led the league, I think, in free throw attempts per game. Embiid was at 11.7, so that's also a lot, and Harden was at 6.2, so like, I would like go into the line a lot against the Nets, so uh, you know, if I want to say nice things about the, the Nets here, uh, I talked about, you know, Good blocks per game and bridges after the trade, you know, averaging 26.1 points per game and 4.5 rebounds per game on 48, 38, 89 splits. That's very good. You know, he's at 11 30 point games. Um, Mm -hmm. So. And his numbers are actually uh, those numbers that he's putting up for the Nets are better than his uh, raw stats from when he was on the Suns, and he's playing last minutes, which is hilarious. Yeah. Um, so he's really upped his game, but, and as you said, he looked like he could be a future all-star level player, but he's just not, not ready yet either. Um, it is kind of funny because then, did the Sixers have bridges then his mom worked for the team and then they traded him? I think that's they, right.
0: They drafted they, him and traded him at all, on draft night. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, so that's, that's a funny
1: plot subplot, but, um, uh, it's too bad Ben Simmons is not going to be playing in this one. Uh, I think that was probably what we really wanted to see, but yeah, it's not right. happening. Um, so, yeah, for Sixers, I think the big... They have a couple of issues that the Nets could try to exploit, which is James Harden is maxing a defense. They suck. It's like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> they're terrible. Uh, and then they're also very poor in transition defense. And if they just thought, just to try to push the pace a lot and make the Sixers at least defend them in transition, that could be something for them to try. Uh, I guess they're just kind of lazy. on <laughs> getting back. They don't try very hard. You know, Embiid is on the ground a lot of times. James Harden has never been interested in defense. So, and you know, Maxie runs 800 miles an hour, but he doesn't know where to be. So uh, that could be something they try to go at. I think long-term for the Sixers in terms of, you know, potentially next series or in the future, Harden has looked awful ever since he's had that Achilles injury, Mm -hmm. sore Achilles. And he's even said it's really bothered him and he's not been very good. So I think um, that really kind of puts a damper on their They need him to be healthy and uh, playing well. And he's not healthy. So that could be a problem for them. Also,
0: Dock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, always a dock issue there, right? You don't yeah, don't want to get up 3 1. Just, just, <laughs> they need a sweep. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, so, as good as Imped and Harden have been this year, and they will win this series pretty easily, I think Harden hard not being 100%, if he can't get there, could be um, ending their season early. Although it won't be here, I think they'll be fine. Um, I think they'll, uh,
0: How many? What do you think is going to be the result of this series? I hate to go back to the same well here, but I think five. Like, I, Embiid's just going to feast. He's going to have the best playoff series of his career, probably in this one.
1: Okay, I'll go. I'll go five as well. I just, uh, I I guess we could see some of the Nets guys get hot, but I, I, yeah, I don't think so. Um. And I think I think the Sixers also know that they probably want to get this one done as quickly as they can. Uh, exactly. Get I'm, as uh, much
0: rest as possible. And yeah, I agree. The, the least amount of chance for a beat
1: to get a freak injury where somebody accidentally like whacks him in the face again or something. You know? <laughs> yep. So, so I, think, I, I think they will be motivated even though I think... Um, yeah, long term, I'm not so sure about them. So let's get to the fun one. Cavs-Knicks. This is a pretty exciting matchup here, actually.
0: This is um, a really fun one. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> instantly when I think of this one, I I can't help but think back to the the Jamal Murray Donovan Mitchell playoff series that they had against each other in the bubble there. Like I it's just fun that we get to see Mitchell against Brunson here with how good both of them were this season. Like I we've got the maybe health issues with Randall. He's been in a boot for the last couple of weeks. They said he's trying to ramp it up, those sorts of things. Uh so how healthy he is will we'll probably determine how fun it ends up being, but after we're talking about three series where the conclusion basically seems foregone, it's it's nice that we're going to have two teams that have been pretty fun this season uh, that seem to be fairly evenly matched to get to go against each other. Uh, so it's nice that we have one of these first round playoff series that seem like must watch TV at least for a little bit.
1: Uh, you brought, you brought up the bubble. You don't even have to bring up the bubble. Just bring up last year, man.
0: These yeah, that's true last too. Last
1: Year Brunson on the maps. Yep, <laughs> totally different teams and Mitchell on the on the Jazz, and Brunson outplayed Mitchell. So yeah. uh, I think that could be an interesting subplot to see them go at each other, and mitchell got something to prove a little bit. He's got the better team, I think. Uh, I think it's also, well, I mean, they should have had the b- better team last year, but they were already imploding. I think we all know that the that team was going up in flames, so I don't know how motivated they were, really. Yeah, uh, we together? see ya.
0: Yeah. No, no, no uh, playoff go bear to deal with this time around. Right. 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 Um
1: Although we'll, we'll be, we'll be talking, I think we will be having to talk about him soon. Uh looks yeah. like the wolves have pretty much had that wrapped up. So do um, you mentioned Randall? So what I know what I've heard is as of like Thursday, I think people were saying that he hadn't been doing any like, um, Workouts with like people, like physical workouts, you know, where people are like bumping them and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yet I saw today that he, his goal is to be ready for game one on Saturday. I don't think that's happening. Um, got the, he's got a sprained ankle, right? I think was the thing. Yes, um, yep, sprained ankle. I, I I did note somebody was saying that I think by the time they would get to game seven in this series, it would be it'd be like th- almost three weeks. I think. From uh, when he got injured or something like that, so like, or some it's like it's a a long layoff is basically the point between now and Game Seven. So he would have a lot of time to potentially recover and get healthy. They will probably need him if they want to win the series. Uh, They could do it without him, but having him will obviously give them a much better better chance. they did play recently on March 31st. That was a game where Brunson went off big time. And they won 130-116. They didn't have Randall, but the Cavs didn't have Allen. So it's kind of like, how much yeah. do you really um, factor into that? I think the advantages for the Knicks over the Cavs are they have a much better bench. Like, the Cavs bench is... I mean, is there any... Buddy on it that really you like, (laughs) Um, (laughs) whereas the the Knicks just have a bunch of guys that could come off the bench and be good, especially like IQ probably gonna win, uh, quickly probably gonna win, six man of the year. Um, they've got a few guys that they could put out there.
0: Still is playing well. Yep, change of scenery
1: there. Hart has made that team a lot better once uh, once he showed up basically all of their advanced stuff looks amazing, and a lot of, like, on-offs with him with paired with people are crazy. Um, so... Uh, and Brunson has played really well. <laughs> you know, we never talked about it. I, I picked him for... Uh, did I pick him for All-Star? I think, <laughs> I, I, think I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Guard, because I wanted to pick some different people, so I put him in there and you laughed at it, but then you were like, you thought about it, and you are like, actually, that's not like as
0: bad of a pick as I thought, <laughs> right? Um, some some of that has to do with the quality of guard play in the East, but, but a lot of it has to do with how quality Brunson's play has been. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's great. He's played really well. Um, Too bad his his dad tampered him and he left the Mavs. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, I know. It's that nepotism, man. You yeah, always gets, gets you every right. time. Yep. Uh, for the Cavs, though, they're the first in defensive rating. Their defense is really good. Really good. good. Yep. Um, we know Mitchell's a postseason player. He has averaged 28.3 points per game in the postseason. Um, he's had multiple games beyond just the bubble, too. I mean, obviously, he played amazing in the bubble, but he's had other ones after that, too, where he played really well. Um, my main concerns for them would be um, this one. I don't know how much it's going to matter in this first series, but it's tough to say because they do have to go to the garden and going to the garden is going to be pretty tough. Um, They just have a lot of, their their core does not have a lot of playoff experience. Garland and Mobley never been in it. Allen and Lavert have been in one, one round um, when they were on that um, Nets team. So they just don't have, you know, obviously Mitchell has had a bunch, but they just don't have a lot. And it's, that's, uh, would be worrying. I would. I would say um, going specific. You know, like I said, going to playing
0: Madison Square Garden could be tough for them. And they're really weak at the three. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like the the three is still such a issue for them, especially with Garland being a pretty inconsistent scorer. Mm-hmm. Um, like you're gonna get your points from Mitchell, Mobley, and Allen. They're not like bad offensive players by any stretch of the imagination, but they're also not like the, the big threat offensively. They're they're there for their defensive prowess, mostly. So like, yeah, is Okoro's maybe, I think he's questionable, I saw, with a knee injury there at the yeah. beginning of the series. And not that he's like a key piece either, but then you're talking like, is LeVere or C.D. Osman like one of these guys is going to have to step up and hit open shots for them to have a a quality chance of winning this series, I think, because they're going to have open looks based upon how the Knicks are going to have to play defense against them. Uh, And I don't know. The the, the wing depth is just really bad. Like, that's got to be one of the weakest positions on a playoff team, I would think. The the Cavs' wings versus basically any other playoff team in depth, other than maybe like the Nets' big men. It's almost the same level of bad, except they don't have a Claxton in one spot there. Right, yeah, the problem is that at least Claxton is good.
1: It's like, none of the wings on the Cavs are any good, so it's like, they're all like rotation-level players yep. at best. At, at, Claxton is the starter level, so it's like, yeah, that is a... that.
0: You just gotta I, hope I you find gonna... the right one to get hot the right day, you know what I mean? Like, oh, well, we played LeVert yeah. extra minutes, and he was shooting well tonight, so it, it worked for us tonight, sort of game. Yeah, because yeah,
1: whoever plays the three for them is going to be wide open all game.
0: You yep. know, so it's going to be because
1: that's just how teams play in, in the postseason. They will just be like, beat us. Have your have your role guy beat us. They they will overload on Mitchell and stuff and Garland, and they will not they will not uh, make it easy on those guys, and they will let the three shoot. Uh, the other concern about them is they have their twentieth and crunch time offense, probably because Mobley and Allen aren't very good. Offensive players, uh, yeah. well, for That's, yet for Mobley and in general for Allen, so it's
0: like, so you got a lot of Donovan and Mitchell ISO at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. Who we like Mitchell, but Mitchell's not noted for his offensive efficiency by any stretch. Now he's a he's a, he's a, a, a by a... volume scorer, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I there's a lot to go over with this series in terms of interest.
0: I mean, the.
1: Uh, I, I, what's your pick here? This is so close to me.
0: It's so close. I'm going to say Cavs in seven uh, because of, like, I think I think the question mark on Randall's health gives me just enough of an edge to, to pick the Cavs overall. Like, I think um, Brunson's going to have some great games, but I think the Cavs defense is going to have some great games as well. It's close, but I'll go Cleveland. Uh,
1: um, I am gonna go Knicks and seven. Okay, I also make tough for the win on the road in Game Seven, but it, yeah. Um, I think one of the things that's nice for them for the Knicks is the Cavs' guards are also not very good at defense. No, so that's true. That helps a lot because Brunson's gonna have to take up a big load, but Mitchell doesn't play very hard on defense. He's and then. Garland is also not that great at defense, so I think, of course, that would mean that puts a big pressure on Allen and, and Mobley, and they do eat up a lot in the paint. But
0: in um, the but like bench you said, too, you've, you've got quickly, you got Hart, you got you got some shooters, you got, you know, even like Topin out there and Barrett stretching the floor a little bit. Like you've got guys out there that can hit shots for Brunson if he's getting. Forced to, to give up the ball when he runs into Mobley and Allen and that sort of thing. So, right. They are yeah. decently well equipped to attack the defense at least. Maybe not the best shooting team in the league, but still good enough.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like the thing is, the Cavs, they give up a lot of three pointers. Yeah. And the Knicks like to play a style where they do drive and kick. So, that scheme kind of plays into what the Knicks want to do. So, I think that could help them a lot. And we'll, to see if the Cavs can make their adjustment um, between games. So I think it's that's going to be very close. it this might be the best series in the first round.: um, Yeah, certainly possible pretty even, pretty evenly matched. so I'm looking forward to this one a lot, and I mean it's always fun to play off playoffs in the garden is always a blast too, so
0: it is. I think that, be we'll exciting see. as well. We'll see who the New York fans decide to hate this time around. I don't think there's nobody on the team that's quite as volatile as Trey Young was, so I I doubt that we get quite the 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 vitriol from the Garden fans that we got the last Yeah, time it would be funny saw. if
1: they decided uh Chetty Osman was their guy they, <laughs> they would hate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like for some random reason, it's like, oh, we hate Chetty. And it's like, wait, what? <laughs> that, that would be funny. So um before we hit Western Conference, let's quick take. A break and hear from a sponsor. Mm. It's the beer one again. I'll put it on spicing in this time. Um, okay, yeah, so Wolves got this one wrapped up basically. Three minutes left, One eleven eighty eight. it's over. So whenever I sit down to play Lord of the Rings the card game, I always reach for a nice refreshing meanest tier of light. Brewed with the same recipe the Numenorians used, it still only has three calories and a refreshing taste to quench an end. They've been sending me some, and I love cracking one open before recording an episode. It goes down so smoothly and really gets me in the mood. Minas Tirith Light, the drink for kings, stewards, and podcasters. Please drink responsibly. All right, we're back to talk Western Conference here. Basically, at the time of recording, the wolves are, uh, what are be like 26 or something like that right now? So that that's over. They're going to they're going to win. They're going to be the 8 so we can move on to talk about the Nuggets versus the Wolves and the 1 versus the 8. Uh Not sure this is going to be the right series, but <laughs> what do you think?
0: Yeah. I don't know either. We we've seen a lot of Gobert versus Jokic um over the years back in the Utah days, you know, they had a playoff series against each mm-hmm. other and these sorts of things. I'm not sure that, you know, this is kind of one of the rare playoff series where Gobert doesn't get himself completely played off the floor Um, in it by the other team's style of play, because you kind of have to have that big guy defender out there or else Jokic is just going to kill you. Um, But the rest of the wolves roster, like I know that they split the season series, and cat was out for a large portion of it but man i just don't i don't know that they've got the horses to go with denver despite how denver looked at the end of the season um you know when jokic is out on the floor <laughs> and he'll see more minutes during the playoffs than he saw during the regular season like that offense is just so good he, mm-hmm. he just finds the the right spots and you know we talked about it at the beginning of the season i think maybe our second show the first one we had dan on where like the wolves defensive rotations around Gobert. They just still really haven't figured it out. They haven't played a ton of minutes with Cat and Gobert out there to be able to to really get that defense gelling with the three of them despite and they also don't have the personnel to to play great lockdown defense either. They seem like the kind of team that's going to get exposed by Denver's, you know, Jokic heliocentric offense where he's going to have a bunch of these triple-double games against them. Uh, And just make it look easy out there, I think. I think Cat and Ant are going to be good enough to win some games. Like, I don't think this is a a gimme first round series for the Nuggets, but I don't think it's a terrible matchup for them either. When they were looking at the play-in teams that they could play, I I think that they would have been fairly okay with getting Minnesota out of the four teams that they could have fought, played against.
1: Yeah, the one thing that would be nice for them is uh, if they stick Jokic on Gobert, he gets the rest on defense. Yeah, exactly. That will help a lot. Um, I think the the one advantage that the Wolves will have is wings, uh, because that's (laughs) where Anthony Edwards plays. And the Nuggets wing players are fine. Um, They're not blowing you away, though. So, and we know that they... I mean the Nuggets. They're just their defense, so though. Kind of. That's the that's the thing that like, if you're gonna pick the Nuggets to go to the finals or win a title or make a run, man, that's uh, they're 15th in rating. And Malone, he's called them up twice in like the last month, and they have not gotten better. And it's like, well, is it just that they've had the one seed basically wrapped up for so long? They've kind mm-hmm. of they relaxed. But it, we've seen it in the postseason in the past too, where there's, it's not been good enough. Yep. So, um, I definitely think we could see some games where Cat gets hot. Um, you know, shooting from three. Apparently, I've heard. Um, I'm not exactly sure who said this, but Cat is the best big shooting big man of all time. Um, I have to check oh, wow. the source
0: on that one. Um, <laughs> it sounds like the source in, is probably very close to the situation in that. In that, yeah, that's that's,
1: that's what I'm guessing. Um, possibly, I might have three three letters three letter initial here. Um nickname, maybe. But um and then and he's not played well in these two games and there's rumors that he's carrying an injury. Um but that is a pretty big advantage for them. And I I I do like the Conley Gobert pick and roll. I think they could exploit that as as well. We also know Burry's not a very good uh mm-hmm. defender, so they've got three I mean, the Nuggets' the, three best players are average to below average in defense. Murray, Jokic, and uh, Porter. Mm-hmm. Jokic is okay; he's the average one. The other two are minuses. I thought so, the Raptor
0: said that Jokic is one of the best defensive players in the league. Isn't oh that? well, yeah, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Talking about advanced the, stats, not really matching the eye test there. I know. The, I we, we we can talk about that baby uh,
1: later or something like that, but. Uh, yeah, I just don't get it. The, the yeah, three got to use the old eye test. <laughs> uh, it's probably because the the backup center for uh, the Nuggets is so bad that it makes them look so good. Because it's like
0: definitely um, part of it. Man, they talking about that. Like I I went in on how excited and how good I felt about Thomas Bryant being uh, a nice trade deadline pickup piece for them, and it turns out he was just another or maybe turns out he was just another on the long list of guys that LeBron made look good. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> he, uh, he's, he's played himself out of minutes. Basically they're already in Denver as kind of their big deadline pickup.
1: Well, remember I thought, I was like, Oh, maybe Reggie Jackson and he, he hits uh, Ds all the time now. So I like, he's, know he's it. Irrelevant. You
0: know, they tried, they, they looked good on paper, but yeah, I guess I, I think the one thing that's going to kill the, the wolves here is the, the Jaden McDaniels injury. Yeah. Um, you know, had he not punched himself out of the play in, they, they <laughs> might've beat the Lakers. Like, I mean, they, they oh, lost that game in large part due to cat being in foul trouble, but also in large part that they oh, yeah. had to play like a six man rotation and just got gassed in the fourth. Uh, And, you know, slow-mo he'll, he, he's, he's pretty good still, but th- like their, their roster is, not super deep. They're going to be matching up playing against Denver without their best wing defender, probably. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, him being out really changes the complexion. They'd probably be the seven seed if he had been healthy and not punched a wall, but since they're the eight, that really hurts them.
1: Yeah, and also Nas Reed is is out too with a wrist injury. Yeah, Um, so they could really
0: use Garza playoff minutes. Like, that's not what you want.
1: No, I mean, well, I think, uh, honestly, their, their big bad rotation is probably Cat, Gobert, and then Kyle Anderson. I think it's, yeah, I think so, too. I think they did in that um, play-in game against the Lakers. I think they did play him at center, basically. They just didn't have any options. They didn't have a choice. So, uh, you know, with the Wolves, of course, Cat's foul trouble. You mentioned it. My God, the guy. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh... I'm not going to back down from what I said in the uh, first one that Dan was in the season. I was just like, oh, look at this low IQ Wolves team. What a bunch of morons and losers. <laughs> like, um, yeah, he was, oh, that play-in game, man. He he lit it up so well. And then he just, as soon as he got, I, I, he makes dumb fouls as always. And then as soon as he got him to, he just also was like mentally totally broken in the game or something like that. I don't know. Cause he was like he had like Austin Reeves on him and he would take a jump shot. It's like, bro, Austin Reeves is on you. Take him to the take him to the lane. Yeah. And tonight he did. Uh, against uh OKC. They don't really have any bigs.
0: Thanks Yeah, to... OKC is another one of those teams that just doesn't have a, a big guy at all.
1: Yeah so he he was driving it to lane against him and it was like oh look see how smart this is um so uh I will say I think the Nuggets in six. I think the Wolves um, will get enough offense in some games because the Nuggets just their defense is so poor. Um, as good as their offense is, uh, you know, I, they're shooting like fifty point four percent on field goals this year, and um, I think their home court is massively advantageous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, playing in air. Um. I will say one thing that I think that will have to happen in the postseason is is Jokic just got to shoot the ball more. He is averaging fourteen point eight field goal attempts per game. Uh, comparatively, Giannis and Embiid are both over twenty, so they're taking over five more shots per game over Jokic. I think uh, he loves; he's a facilitator. That's the way he plays. But um, I mean, this is so like talking head thing to say, but. Your best players, they got to be big game players. They will just need him to take games over because he's the best player at times, um, and he has in the past. And I, but I think they're just going to need him to step up his offensive production in terms of shooting more because he's good at it. He just passes so much, but
0: mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I'm with um, you. I think I think Nuggets and six seems about right. Again, it's one of these series that like Gobert. He actually kind of helps you hear you think because the other team's got a center, but I think in 20 games against Gobert in his career, Jokic has basically just averaged his career average. He's still like a 20, 10, and 8 guy <laughs> when yeah. uh, Gobert's out there, so like I don't think he's going to slow him down enough. So yeah, Nuggets and six, I think, I think in agreement with you. The Wolves will have a couple games where Cat shoots well or Ant has a big game and they win, but uh, I don't think they're a big threat to win this series. Yeah.
1: Oh, can we quickly talk about though? Because uh, we're gonna talk about other team in the plan. The end of that plan game when Mike Conley had to make those three free throws. Oh my god, that was incredible. That was yeah. a very high drama, and like that's like, uh, like talk about high leverage, right? I know it's not as big as like, uh, it's just a plan game, but obviously if he doesn't make any of those, they lose because there's point one seconds left. And yep. Uh, yeah, talk about some cojones and some. Lots shots, that was pretty impressive, I thought. Agreed. Uh, so, I guess let's get to the other team that was in the play-in. Uh, it'll be the Lakers. They are the seven seed, and they're playing mm-hmm. the number two seed, Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I want to point out before I let you go here, I think is kind of fun and interesting, is the head coaching matchup here of Taylor Jenkins versus Arvin Hamm, two guys who are on the Bucks staff. So, uh... Guess what? I think these coaches are going to know if the other guy's going to want (laughs) to try.
0: Yeah. Yep, probably. This, man, this is an interesting one. Uh, This one feels to me like it's going to come down to Davis, uh, Anthony Davis and Jaron Jackson Jr. I feel like the Grizzlies aren't really going to have an answer for LeBron. It seems like nobody really does in the playoff time you know, he's going to get what he's going to get maybe on slightly less efficient play than he has in his career previously, but he's going to get it. And then the Lakers similarly, I just don't really have that much of an answer for jaw out there, but with no Steven Adams, you're just going to be relying on JJJ so heavily. If you're the, the Grizzlies and, and you know, what's your take on him all the time that
1: triple J that he just,
0: Freaking fouls like nuts. Exactly, exactly. I, like, I have
1: the stat here. I have it here. Okay. He he's probably going to win Defensive Player of the Year. Yep. But in twenty eight point four minutes per game, he averages six or three point six fouls per game for two hundred twenty seven total. Like increase those minutes, and he's like fouling out every game. It's
0: like, yeah, his per man. sixty number. He's basically like one of the most foul prone players in the league which is something you just can't have when you know he's again kind of your only hope at stopping AD who has played very well when healthy this season. Um Yeah,
1: they they don't have Brandon Clark either. That's important too when you talk about the Triple J thing.
0: Yeah, yep, exactly. Yeah, and no, and no Adams to help back there for but, that, but he's been out for most of the season. Um So I don't know. It, it <laughs> they, it's one of these the Lakers have played so well since the trade deadline. I think they had the second-best record in the West in that time period, managed to claw mm-hmm. themselves up almost to getting out of the play-in uh, before falling just short there at the end. This this series, I think if I was a Memphis fan, I'd be nervous. It hurts <laughs> that they you know, had this good of a season and then have the Lakers in the first round seems almost unfair to them. I think yeah. it's going to be a good series. Yeah.
1: Yeah, definitely a tough break for them to get get the Lakers here. Um, I, I I do think the you mentioned one of the big things about the the Adams and and Clark injuries because it doesn't mean that they're either going to have to put foul prone Triple J on AD, a guy who loves going to the line. He and LeBron Kirk mm-hmm. go to the line a lot. That's not great. Or they have to play. They have to start like Xavier Tillman. On, yeah, uh, AD, and then play jaron on uh vando because he doesn't he's a zero on offense (laughs) so which which, and then they could let him roam so that could work but you know that they're going to be trying to get him into all the action and one of the things i mean look this is not high analysis but lebron is so smart he will he he knows when players are are in foul trouble like in that play-in game as soon as cat came in with i think that fourth foul lebron hunted him immediately and got the fifth on him or something, or, or he had three, and then he got the fourth. LeBron immediately took him to the lane and got the foul on him. And Jaron just fouls too much, and that's going to be a problem against LeBron. I mean, Dylan Brooks fouls a lot too. It's so, like, Triple J and Dale, Dylan Brooks, they got to stay out of foul trouble if, the, if Memphis is going to be able to, um, you know, hold up because it's going to be interesting. Um, series. Uh, you know, I'm trying to think of what I want to talk about here specifically. If I want to go with Memphis or the Lakers here. Which would, which would you rather hear me talk about here first, I guess? Some Memphis stuff or some Lakers stuff?
0: Uh, let's go Memphis stuff first.
1: Okay. Um, so, a couple of things that would worry me if I were Memphis is <laughs> Dylan Brooks from an offensive and off the (laughs) courts
0: yeah point
1: like he will shoot them out of games and they need him to like just not shoot the ball but he sometimes he'll be like guess what i'm I'm shooting 25 times
0: today yeah (laughs) like
1: why (laughs) i don't know because i decided to this morning (laughs) oh god and then i I know he plays great defense and he he winds the players up but he also toes he gets pretty close to that line and crosses over it a lot of times too and it's like are they gonna let him get away with that um could be something to keep an eye on and, and also is him trying to be that guy just gonna be is that gonna make him yeah want to try to be the man on offense and it's like please dylan brooks don't shoot the ball like there's a reason we have um desmond bain, bain and, and luke Kennard. <laughs> yeah exactly <Yep. laughs> like uh you know bain is at 40.8 and canard is at 54 percent since he got since the trade mm-hmm. so it's like please just let them shoot the threes and not you, but he just loves to chuck it up. And it's like, Oh my God, man, please stop. Um, in general, their offense would concern me. Uh, they are fourth in transition on offense, but they're 16th and a half court. So that really drops off. It reminds me of like, I often point out, I often say this, that I think about Memphis is a worse bucks team because they tend to share a lot of characteristics with those bud bucks teams. Big shock. Taylor Jenkins, like I said, Coach on buds team, um, you know, they have the Triple J plays the Giannis Romer type. They've got the Steven Adams Brooke Lopez anchor type. You know, they um fast transition. They tend to not have great half court offenses. Uh they just play you know, I think they're f I think these teams are one and two in rebounding in the in the league, so they tend to play very similarly, I think. Mm-hmm. But the big problem is that, of course, uh Ja is a very good player. Giannis is the best player in the league. That's a pretty big difference. Um Right. You know, Ja is a great player, but Giannis is already putting a stamp on being one of the best players ever. So, you know, obviously Jha is very young, but um, remains to be seen where he goes. I think the Lakers will go under a lot of screens on Ja and make him shoot threes, as teams tend to do a lot in the postseason because he's just not that good at it. He's pretty mediocre. And I think they will also try to put him into action a lot in terms of de- on his defense because he's also... He kind of tricks you into thinking he's good at defense because he makes these amazing. Like, uh, was it last postseason? He had that crazy two handed block of the backboard. <laughs> and it's yes. like, yeah,
0: he looks like he's play.
1: playing at freaking, remember what, and one hit the trampolines or whatever? That's what it looks like job plays. Like, sometimes it's crazy. He's like, yeah, slam hops. ball. Yeah, yeah, slam ball. Exactly. But yeah, he's just uh, size wise, his discipline and and then. Uh, he's just not very good at it. So I think those would be my concerns. Uh as far as my positives for them would go, they're just a better team <laughs> than the Lakers, obviously the, the that's what the records say. And uh the biggest thing that plays in their favor is I think after is it game four? I think starting game four, games are every other day. Yes. And that's a huge Advantage for Memphis, a young team, versus the old aging Lakers team. So the Lakers will have to probably be up like two-one before that starts. Um, otherwise, I think they're probably cooked because just the the rest. LeBron, you know, he saw uh, that hilarious quote the LeBron James of feet. <laughs> just, uh, what a what a funny quote to hear, to hear. Um, yeah, LeBron. He probably needs foot surgery ball. though. Yeah, probably. Um, so he's, he doesn't quite have the lift, and the more minutes, he thought he was so tired at the end of that playing game, too, he was toast, he was so gassed. I know they did overtime, too, and that was another reason why he was just absolutely gassed, but uh, Darwin's gonna have to play him a lot of minutes, and,
0: uh... Yeah, he played 45, I think, in that game, uh, season high, obviously, for him there. I mean, win game with overtime, but, like, yeah, I mean, you're expecting your stars to play crazy minutes in the playoffs. And as Iron Man as LeBron has been, he has not played that many minutes in very many games this season to to know exactly how the 38 year old body will hold up to it.
1: Right. If he was totally healthy, I mean, it would be a totally different story. Different but...
0: argument. Agreed. Yeah. But he hasn't we been always... totally healthy since he landed in LA. So, pretty much. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I, I, that, is, that would be my, if I were the Lakers, you know, that would be my big concern is how much does LeBron have in the tank for this series? And how much can this team hold up when the series starts going uh, deeper? I do think one thing that plays a lot in their favor, I don't know if you know this, but they have white James Harden. Um, I was going to say, yeah,
0: <laughs> the, the Austin Reeves free throw situation here.
1: Yeah, I I did the math here. Assuming I did it correctly, Um, since the beginning of March, he's averaging 6.8 free throw attempts per game, which would be tied for 14th with Devin in the league, uh, which is where Devin Booker is. And actually, I called him White James Harden. That's more than James Harden is averaging this. this, Yeah, and uh, his usage
0: is way lower, too. So we're talking like free throw percentage, like the the percent of times he's getting fouled when he has the ball is... Astronomical, I know it's it's crazy. He he,
1: he's he just knows how to do things to get fouls. Like he's just a smart player. And again, for guys like Triple J and Dylan Brooks, they got to not foul Austin Reeves because they have three guys on the team that are looking to hunt fouls, like LeBron, because of the way he plays. He goes the lane a lot. Guess what? If you're driving, you're getting fouled. AD gets fouled a lot too. Mm-hmm. and uh awesome news adding into that, like the Memphis has to be very careful on the uh the foul um front um and you mentioned to their defense, you're right, um since the deadline mm-hmm. they were best in the west and third overalls, and that you're that right. was like um, that was how they won the the bubble title on on the back of their defense, so if the Lakers are and you know, it's like a Darvin Ham thing because, again, Bud's team's focus on defense so much. And so he's focusing the team on defense. So, yeah, and the, the, the rosters we mentioned when we had Dan on after the post that or the trade deadline, I was like, this roster is just a lot better than if this was the roster from the start of the season instead of what they rolled out there, the Westbrook and Pat Bebs and stuff. Like, they would have been a top six seed pretty easily, I think. Definitely. Because the role guys are just so much better now um i i think one of their additions though is going to be a problem russell he got cooked by memphis the last year when he was on uh minnesota and it could happen again
0: so yeah that is the interesting thing for them they don't really have a good you know stopper for a a guy like jaw out there you know, their a lot of their defense is team defense, and then just size and rebounding uh, is where a lot of it's coming from. So you are still, you, like you were saying, they're going to play under screens a lot <laughs> out there on those pick and rolls, uh, and they're going to have to just hope that Memphis doesn't have some of those abnormally high percentage shooting games off the bounce for Jaw. I think just live with it and not let Delo get himself terribly out of position too many times a game. Yeah. Um <sighs> yeah. What what do you think on this one? I think I've I've picked first most of the time, so what what do you think for series prediction
1: Uh I'll I think Memphis and 7.
0: Oh, okay. I'm I'm going to just I hate myself for it, but I'm going to say Lakers in 6 in this one. I think The big thing was one that you mentioned, but I I saw a pretty interesting Reddit post uh, in in our NBA that somebody had been compiling data for playoffs. And it's one of these things where it's nice to have statistics that kind of match what we think we're seeing. It was something like playoff series over the last five or six years have have like four fewer possessions per game than regular season games do and have fouls called at like a 15 percent higher rate or something like that. Like it, it the game just slows down and in get into the half court a lot more. There's less possessions per game. It's a lot more physical, and both of those things I think bring L or are, are an advantage for L.A. compared to Memphis. Um, we'll see. the The Grizzlies had a, some good playoff experience last year, you know, winning a round and then getting to play Golden State. That I think will help them. But I think. Uh, I'm thinking Davis is the the player to watch and the player to win this series for the Lakers.
1: Yeah, I also agree. He's probably the the, the key because if he goes off, I don't think Memphis really has much of an answer because it means then you got to stick Triple J at him, which, as we mentioned, is a could be an issue. Um, I think I would pick Triple J to foul out in three of the games. <laughs>
0: yeah or at least at least be on the bench for s- important stretches in the third quarter uh in some of them you know what i mean
1: yeah um, and oh, what was the other thing i was gonna say about the i forget uh it wasn't that important about the lake about this series as well, but um yeah i I think uh i think i think you picking the Lakers winning it a little bit earlier i think is is right because I think. As I said, I think they'll have to win it sooner rather than later. I think if it goes seven, I think it plays really big into Memphis's hands. But um, yeah, could it be interest- an interesting series? Yeah, really unfortunate for Memphis to pick this one up. Especially, I think if they had had just one of Adams or Clark, they'd be in such better shape. Um, but their their big man depth is hurt quite quite a bit here. So I guess it's time. I it's time. I, tried to this, I tried to will this into existence for the play um, but you I did. got it. I, will, I, did, I did will it into existence, but I got it into a, a real regular series here of the number three BAME team, sack, beam Team the Kings, um, versus uh, Ever Heard of a number six seed. I, you have to remind me how many rings they have. I don't think... Clay Thompson points it out enough. Oh my god. Um because it's the only response you can have when you're washed, um it's to t- <laughs> talk about your past achievements. Um so <laughs> Um it is the Warriors. So uh now that I got that dig in here. Um why don't you take us off here? This is your team, so you're the one who's going to have to carry us like as I did with the Bucks and I listed off 10 minutes of Bucks things here so. <laughs>
0: The, the issue with the, the you being able to list 10 minutes of Bucks things and then me talking about the Warriors is that, you know, we're talking Wiggins is back in a limited role, at least in game one. He's going to come off the bench, maybe play 20 minutes or something like that and kind of work him back into the rotation. Let's assume by game three or whatever, a week from now, they've got him, you know, ba- basically back to where he was in the lineup, 30 minutes a game starting, that sort of thing. The the Warriors top seven of, you know, Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Dre, Looney, DiVincenzo, Gary Payton, the second. We have not seen that team this season. Like, that team has not played together this year. But you don't have the same issues that you might have where we're talking about, like, oh, we haven't really gotten to see the Suns play together. Like, we'll talk next round. Like, who cares about that? The Warriors, this core, has played together for a decade. Uh, they won a finals together with basically this roster, other than you know swapping out DiVincenzo for like JTA or whatever. Um, so you don't have those issues of like how are they going to play together. We know how they're going to play together. It's going to be great. Um, so I I don't think that many of the Warriors' like advanced stats and stuff for the season are going to come into play that much. So I I think this is going to be about the Kings. They have the best offensive rating in the history of the NBA this season. <laughs> Uh, driven by Sabonis, you know he like Fox is the. No, I don't know. I don't know if I can say Fox or Sabonis is the best player on their team. They're both great. Uh, Fox is is the explosion there, but Sabonis kind of running things from that sort of point center spot is, is what makes the offense go. Uh, almost a, a Jokic light sort of thing with a much faster pace and shooters around him that sort of thing. So. I think it's a really fun matchup. the S- the Kings have actually started playing better defense. I think Mike Brown obviously has his um system kind of starting to work there. He he's noted for his defensive coaching ability, obviously is kind of his thing that he helped out with the Warriors for years. I think it's gonna be a really, really, really fast base series. Um I mean the the Warriors are the fastest team in the league. The Kings are top 10 I think in terms of pace there's going to be a lot of three shot my heart and my gut say the warriors have to win the series they can't have their their run in the west ended by the plucky first time making the playoff Sacramento Kings um so that's kind of where I'm going with this one like I I know that we can look at some of these matchup stats but I just think that when we get the warriors top 7 now finally healthy finally playing together this isn't a team that was, what, 9-33 and 33 on the road uh, during the regulars. 11-30. and, three. 11 and three. That's right. They won their last two. Yeah, they got they got lucky that some teams sat a whole bunch of players. Um, so that's where I'm thinking the season is going. It's going to be fast. It's going to be fun. The Kings are going to win some games and get to light the beam there at home. But I, I can't pick against the Warriors in the West just yet. I just can't especially knowing that they're going to be more or less full strength for the first time literally this entire season, finally, here in the playoffs.
1: Yes, they have a very small sample size, but their five-man unit is the best in the NBA, but it's barely played. So um, I I think the question for them is, what do you believe, because these are both pretty good sample sizes here. What do you believe more is true? What we know of the Warriors in the past and their pedigree, you know what Mm -hmm. they've won, like how many series in a row they've won at least in one road game. 27. Yeah. 27. Or do we believe what we saw from this team for 82 games this season, which Mm -hmm. was uh, a little alarming (laughs) to put those lightly. Um, you know 33 and 8 at home 11 and 30 on the road. That's uh they've allowed 10.8 more points on the road. Like who's the real team here? That's the question, right? Um They definitely all their metrics say they're a mediocre team. Yep. But they're not not great. But also uh they have Steph Curry and <laughs> uh Clay has played a lot better. I made fun of him, but I mean, he made 303 pointers this season. He's played a He actually defensively, he is never going to be the guy he used to be. Right. Um, just too many lower body injuries. Offensively though, he's gotten his rhythm back. I think. Um,
0: yeah. He shot his career average this year. He made more three pointers than he ever has. Like he, he more or less is pre-injury clay on offense. Um, like he said, yeah. defense, not even close, but that's what you in theory have Andrew Wiggins for instead now right
1: but uh yeah that's a big question for me about mm-hmm. well they say he's going to be there be ready for game 1 but uh how many minutes can he play how is he going to look <laughs> and
0: uh right what has yeah. he been you know i mean obviously this is it, it's so unprecedented for some player to miss this much time for you know family related reasons you know obviously dealing with the health of his father i believe they they kind of came out and announced like this isn't a case where like, Oh, is Wiggins going to be okay? Bouncing back from the knee. How's his knee going to look like, I don't know. How is his head, you know, how is he kept in basketball shape over this time? And we won't really know the answer to those questions until we see him on the floor. Uh, So I'm, I'm choosing to take the optimistic approach here uh, on, on both of those, but yeah, we won't Really know until we see him out there at game speed,
1: right? Because they will need him. I guess this is a series where they could try to play pool party because that's so bad defensively. Um, but the defense is
0: gonna suck anyway, so <laughs> this could oh, be, yeah. Pool, I, I saw something uh that like Jordan Poole I'm, uh, is a supremely talented offensive player, he's incredibly athletic in the like shifty, like twitch speed sort of way but i saw a joke that uh basically he he managed to just take like the worst um traits from all of the other warriors big three and add them to his repertoire he has Steph's (laughs) stupid turnovers clay's terrible shot making choices and draymond's um just like kind of of yeah well no not a bunch (laughs) of teammates but you know like that sort of like cocky-ish attitude (laughs) and it's like god that that describes jordan pool to a t like i love him most games, but man, there are some games like we we talked about the the late season game against the Wolves, where we just watched Pool and and Draymond basically just throw that game away in the last couple minutes, and that's been the Warriors' bugaboo their entire run dating back to 2013, when we first saw Steph and Clay together. These guys turn the ball over way more than any non-Boston Celtics contender we've ever seen. <laughs> um Uh, And that's been the case this season as well. You can't be doing that against a team that plays like the Kings because the Kings don't have a good defense, but, but boy, if they can force some turnovers and get easy buckets in transition and, and really get the pace of play and get their shooters going, that's how you keep them in games and keep them in the series for sure. Uh, So can't be doing that. (laughs) And they will do that. The Warriors will have a couple of those games where they lose by 30 because they committed 27 turnovers.
1: Yeah, well, you didn't even mention my favorite Jordan Poole game of the year, which was I something I'd never seen in my life before. I'm not sure I'll ever see again, which is somebody getting their own teammate ejected because of how stupid of a play they made.
0: <laughs> oh, man, this you yeah, the Steph one? ejection is like because, yeah, he threw his mouthpiece, which, again, is an automatic ejection in the NBA uh, and should be. It's gross. You can't be having your saliva hit fans. Uh, but yeah, that's hilarious. like that Steph got so angry at Jordan Poole that he got himself ejected from a basketball game, and with good reason and and I love that that Poole was there. I think Poole hit the like clutch shot at the end of that game, actually, he did he won the game. it yep, so so it it's fun these i I'm glad that they won a title last year so that I can kind of just enjoy the run forever without any stress because they are kind of hilarious and fun to watch still, uh, Yeah. They, uh, they're a, they're a weird team these in the twilight years. Like you said, Clay needs to shut up and stop. Like he's <laughs> he's he played so well this season that like I can't remember that many terrible games that he had. But it felt like every terrible game he had this season, he was showing his ring count to some Memphis Grizzly or Phoenix Suns player. And was like, dude, just just stop. You're not you're not MJ or <laughs> yeah. Kobe. Like you know what I mean. Like <laughs> come on. Uh, it's my it's my one Clay grape that. You're right that that that's obnoxious. Stop that.
1: Yeah. Um, well, I guess uh, I guess maybe I guess maybe asking my I was asking about should they trade pool, but that's more of an offseason question, I guess. Yeah. Um, but I feel like we've so, talked
0: enough about the Warriors. We haven't talked enough about the Kings because the Kings earned the three seed here for nice. a reason. They're fun. Uh, if they weren't playing the Warriors, I would be cheering almost as hard for them as I would be cheering for Golden State in the first round. Uh, I I obviously was very wrong on my preseason predictions for them, but really jumped on the beam team bandwagon very early this season. They are just a fun, fun basketball team to watch. Murray uh, set the you know rookie record for most three-pointers made in a season. We already talked about Sabonis basically playing this weird point center position that really just unlocked the offense. Darren Fox is one of the most exciting guards in the in the league, like, he's had a couple crazy games at, down the stretch of the season. Um, he's going to win Clutch Player of the Year. He, yeah, yes, for sure. So, like, the Kings are a very good basketball team. Like, this isn't a fluky team that, you know, lucked their way into the three-seed in a bad Western Conference. You know, that they, they are legit. They've they've earned this three-seed. I am very excited to watch them play in the series as well.
1: Yeah, the big question for them, uh, you know, 24th defensive rating. And like, I looked at, they have this weird thing where like on the road, they play much better defense than at home, which is really bizarre. But I think it's because they're just crushing teams at home that they just don't care about defense (laughs) is my guess. But, uh, you know, Herter and Murray, you mentioned uh, Murray as well. They are shooting, both players are shooting over 40% on uh, three pointers and averaging over three or six attempts per game. So like they're high volume and shooting well. So um mm-hmm. goes to show you like their offense is legit and real and um uh, you know, like we said, Fox is gonna win. It's funny that he's gonna win clutch play of the year after many years where you're like, please Darren Fox, stop making bad <laughs> decisions <laughs> in crunch yeah. time. Right. Uh this year he finally like figured it out and he's playing really well. Um I think Sabonis, he's fouled out a lot of the games this year too, so he's also foul prone. But I think what will help is that uh, I guess I think I'm going to put him on. They're probably going to put him on Draymond, is my guess. I would assume so. Um, just to avoid him being in foul trouble and he doesn't really have to work because, um, well, I guess Draymond isn't a lot of action, but. He's not going to shoot the ball, so he can kind of sag off of him a lot of times. Um, I think I think Mike Brown probably helps him a lot, too, in this series. Because, again, talking about this coaches-know-each-other thing, like, Brown was on those Warriors teams as of last year, so he's very familiar with the personnel and the things that do work and don't work. Not that the Kings are, even if he knows, I don't know if the Kings are even going to execute what (laughs) Mike Brown wants. but. Being prepared and knowing, I guess, at least gives them a at least some step up over not, I suppose. But um, yeah, I've been very impressed. They're like, as you said, they're legit good. Their offense is amazing. They are going to. Did they not? Was this a team that won a game that they scored 170 points? Was that this? Was that them? Mm-hmm. Yes. Against uh, was it like the Thunder or something like that? I forget who it was. I think, but so. uh, yeah, they played in that hilarious game. I don't think I don't think they're gonna have that game, but um, oh. would not be surprised to see some like one thirty eight, one forty games uh, coming out of these two teams. Mm-hmm. I think they will both score a lot, um, and they're both not gonna play much defense, uh, whether by design or not. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, also. The that home court. I wonder. I th- it should be a huge advantage because the fans are going to be so rabid and excited because like the like finally we haven't had home games since like I don't know probably before like the Nintendo Wii came out or some crap like that.
0: <laughs> um, there, there is the the slight issue though with the you, you know I was seeing Kings fans talking about it. Obviously, we won't know until tip off but tickets are so much cheaper in Sacramento than they are in Golden State and the Golden State bandwagon is second only to the Lakers and the NBA this decade basically yeah. so I mean you're talking about NorCal fans that can get tickets you know there's no way to screen like are you a Kings fan or a mm-hmm. Warriors fan buying tickets other than you know some season ticket holders getting preference obviously but like obviously the the Kings fans are going to be crazy but like is there going to be a lot of Warriors fans in the stadium as well? I don't know. There's there's a non-zero chance that that does happen to them, kind of like happens when the Clippers play the Lakers, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, I was going to say, it could be a... That's a lot of pressure, too. I mean, it shouldn't mm-hmm. be because the fans are just going to be happy to be there, but also, like, especially playing the Warriors, that could also, like, in a tight game, work against them. Yeah. Um, but, I don't know. I, I don't want to say the Kings... Are just going to be happy to be here because they can definitely win this series. And honestly, um, in, in the scenario you laid out where the Lakers win, if the Kings won the series, they would go to the Western Conference Finals. Um,
0: yeah, right. They have to see so, this this their side of the bracket and actually feel pretty good about the possibility of a deep run. Like you got to get through the champs first, but. You know there there's a non-zero chance that they could go far if they get through this first round series.
1: I mean, the last two years we saw teams make. And then when did Portland go? When was that? That was pre bubble, wasn't it though?
0: That was pre bubble. Yeah, that was the last year of the KD Warriors.
1: And then, um the year after that, I guess the Clippers made it too without was Kawhi yeah, with injured? Too? Reggie Jackson that, right?
0: going nuts. Uh, yeah. So Terrence I Pan. mean, we've
1: we have we, I'm going to throw the bubble year out, because uh, who cares about that year? That was so weird. Uh, but we've seen teams make it to conference finals. Like, every year there's one team that people are like, wow, this team is in the conference finals? I'm so shocked. You know, they don't seem that strong. We saw, like, Hawks, uh Last year was the Mavs. You know, the Blazers. Uh, so it's like, I don't think it's that wild to think the Kings could go to the Western Conference Finals. Because I think they could beat the Warriors. Um, and... If, I mean, they could probably beat Memphis too, but especially if the Lakers win,
0: mm-hmm. I think you'd have
1: to really favor them. So, um, I guess it's time, though.
0: It is time. Make your prediction. So here's the deal. Last playoffs, I I hedged so hard on Golden State in our pre-playoff predictions, in That's large true. part, in large part because Steph was out with the ankle injury at the beginning of that Mm -hmm. Denver series. And we just, we just didn't know if he was going to be healthy. turned out that pool was incredible and Steph came back better than ever. I just, I can't bring myself to pick against the warriors until I have been shown that I should pick against the warriors is kind of where I'm at. So I will say dubs in six.
1: Uh, I will take them in seven. Mm -hmm. So, um, I really really want to take the kings, because like I said, I, th- I think the path is there for them to make a deep run. but I am concerned greatly by the lack of playoff experience <laughs> like, definitely. It's a difference thing, for in sure. playoff experiences th- Sabonis has played into play I think played in some playoffs with the the Pacers,
0: but um but he gets swept in the first round every time. that's not much experience. Yeah. Um
1: I I would be highly concerned about a, a close tight game. Oh god. <laughs> I would worry be. Me. Oh I thought mean, the Kings fan I'd be very worried <laughs> it's the Warriors. Um I would be um, too. So um I guess man this is a series 2 we're coming up here that really fell off. Got yeah got but, uh, ruined by the injury. Yep. Yeah. Number 4 Suns Number five clips. Um, I guess the big thing to point out is it's tough to replace Paul George's uh, production. He averaged twenty three point eight points per game. Uh, I think mm-hmm. I had six point one rebounds, five point one assists, and he's probably not playing for this whole series. I don't. Yeah, the whole series and, is I what no, I
0: saw. Yeah, and like I have no you- clue, but. You mentioned the stat earlier, like, man, we made fun of Paul George basically through the bubble, like, you know, playoff B and all those sorts of things. But basically, since the Back season 14. after the bubble season, the last like three playoffs, he has been like the best player in the NBA, in the playoffs sometimes like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you're saying you can't replace that. No, you can't at the Clippers. You just can't. Uh, they've they've had a good run of having good team depth. Uh, for many years here and just keep having one of these guys be hurt when it comes playoff time even russ has been playing pretty well down the stretch for them but it's just oh they'll beat him yep they'll need him it just it it just can't possibly be enough you can't say i'm replacing paul george with the corpse of eric gordon and <laughs> i'm gonna beat the suns here like you said this this went from most intriguing possible playoff matchup, probably. I mean, maybe Warrior Sons would have been great, also. Uh, to I just don't know how I can pick the Clippers without Paul George.
1: Yeah, as because the the problem for the Clippers is as great as Kawhi has been since January first, his uh, shooting splits are fifty two forty six and ninety, which is insane, Jeez. and he's averaging. 26.7 points per game. They need him to not only produce that on offense, they need him to get the uh, Kevin
0: Durant, octopus yeah.
1: arms out. Yeah. And, and be also play like amazing defense. They need so much from him in the series, which, look, can Kawhi do it? Do I believe he's going to play amazing? Yes, because uh, I've always brought this up, man. I was such a big believer in, uh, no, actually, something I forgot to address early that I want to say up, up front on the last podcast, I was like, what was the most. Um, what series has been the most influential or whatever or most significant playoff series in the past ten years? The one I forgot was when Zaza stepped under Kawhi and injured him because that led to all that stupid uh landing area stuff. Yeah. But also that was the one that got Kawhi out of San Antonio, basically kicked off all this other crap. But like yep. man, I was such a big believer in him and I always have, and he's so good, like when he is on the game, he probably is the best player in the league because he can do everything. Um, but they just need two mushrooms. Um, Russell Westbrook will have to play really well. Um, and like we said, they're going to need him. His postseason performances are not always the most... Not great, uh, yeah. Uh, yes, confidence-inspiring. I I do think... The one thing they can try—it's—it's—it's going to be harder without PG. They can try to run like that five-out lineup and just try to shoot tons of threes and try to win games, um, which they've done in the past. You know, play Batum at center, mm-hmm.
0: uh,
1: and then four shooters, and
0: uh, maybe right, and hope that maybe Ethan if Bones is, is soft enough that you're not really punished by that,
1: yeah maybe Bose isn't trying to fight Plumlee, maybe he can go off or something ah. like that, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's just going to be very hard for them to compete. If they were fully healthy um, and PG were here, This, as, as you said, this would be such an interesting and fascinating matchup to watch those two wings go up against, because that's like the weakest spot of the Suns is KD is their only good wing player. Everybody else kind of sucks, <laughs> so or it's mediocre. So that would be really interesting, but um, yeah, really yeah. bad break for the Clippers, because this could have been, especially now that Kawhi looks healthy, this could have been a year where they made a run, but it doesn't right, seem... Right, this could
0: have been a Western Conference Finals-type matchup in the first round, you know what I mean, like in terms of intensity yeah. and talent on the floor. And instead, yeah. I don't know. You're gonna get sons in five or six probably, and just wish that we had gotten it again, and the poor clippers yeah. are gonna be left with this huge what if era here
1: yeah yeah i I guess we can do um I guess we'll end up being doing clippers post mortem <laughs> after the finals because of all probably but um yeah, fortunate for them I do um. Yeah, I I don't know. I I'm trying to be positive here for him. It's just very it's very tough to look and have a positive. I I guess the thing is that could Kawhi be the best player in this series and be better than KD? Yes, I mean yeah. we we've seen it. Um, so <laughs> I I believe he can do it. But
0: um, yeah, and it helps. Some that the Suns aren't super deep. Like not only just at the wing spot, like you're saying, but this isn't a team that's running eight nine guys deep so they're not necessarily hurt from a like we're going to get in trouble like the Timberwolves get in trouble getting gas in the fourth quarters of these games at least but for them to have any chance you're going to need like you said Kawhi to be superhuman you're going to need Rust to play very well and you're probably going to need someone like Norm Powell to just really step up and play above his you know typical stats uh for a full seven game series to, to have much hope I think.
1: Yeah. I mean one positive for them is who do you think is going to play better in the series? Zubots or Aiden? I think I know who they I think I would pick Zubots, right? <laughs> I
0: mean Yeah, probably. I mean it's so hard because the Suns had their run to the finals uh, the year they lost to the Bucks. And up until the finals, you would have said that Aiton was kind of the guy that got them there like obviously they had all the other pieces too but he played very very well in that playoff Mm. run and we really haven't seen that Aiton since that playoff run you know he he wasn't the only he was a large portion of the reason for their playoff fizzle last year and you know KD I think fixes a lot of ills but how much do you trust a team that loses a home playoff game 7 by 40 ever again will always kind of be the question with the Suns. Um, I don't have that sort of competitive question for the Clippers, despite health issues.
1: Yeah. Do you know what, uh, here's a crazy statistic. Do you know what KD's record is this season when he's played? I
0: don't oh know boy. if this. How? Give me a. Give me the total number of games KD's played. It's like uh
1: 47.
0: Maybe. Oh, that was a good guess. 47, he's 35 and
1: 12. Oh, wow, damn, that was good. It's a... Uh, he's thirty four and thirteen
0: <laughs> yeah, wow that yeah, I mean that sounds right he's he's been incredible when he's been on the floor, uh both in Brooklyn when they started the season quite well despite Kyrie's nonsense and then you know, here in Phoenix as well.
1: yeah, well, I think they're like I don't only like eight or eleven rows so, that they haven't won that many games with him, and the competition has not been that great, but um yeah, they've been good. Uh, I think the biggest question for them is can you on the fly put together a team like this and make it to the, and win? It's like, that's hard. It's hard. Uh, I know people say like KD fits in. He's like such an easy superstar to play with because like his game is going to mesh with Booker's so well, but uh, that's, it's still just really hard to do. And, and as we pointed out too, they just obliterated their wing depth. They basically have nobody behind him um, that used to be. <laughs> One of their team's strengths. And now it's a total weakness because um, they used to have Johnson, Bridges, uh, and Crowder. And then the guys they still have another roster. But now it's basically they have KD and those other guys who used to be like the fourth best wing and now has to be the second best guy. And it's like, um, yeah. And should we just get to the elephant in the room for them too? Is Chris Ball going to be good? And is Chris Ball <laughs> What what evidence do we have that he's going to stay healthy?
0: <laughs> None? Right, yeah, I mean, I mean the, it the, doesn't the, happen. the smart bet is to say no, but I think yeah. I, I joked when I was talking with you before the, the season, you know, when we were talking because the Warriors had a chance to end up in this fifth seed spot going into the last week of the season. Yeah. Uh, and there were a lot of weird things happening down the stretch there. Uh. Obviously the the Clippers took it, but I was like, man, if you, you don't want to play the Suns in the first round because they're all healthy in the first round, you want to play them later if you have to play them. <laughs> it was kind of what I joked, and yeah, that that's the the Chris Ball effect there.
1: Yeah, I, Chris Ball's not played that well this year either. He's he only averaging not, thirteen point no. nine points per game at forty four percent shooting. Like,
0: and he was terrible I mean. in the playoffs last year. Like, I mean, he was yeah. a large portion of that issue in that Dallas series. So
1: yeah, if they ever run up against uh point guard that can really punish him, it's get him into action and or just harass him on defense, like ugh. You know? Um like that would be even though this would be really this would have to be like a conference finals matchup, but if like Davion Mitchell got to hound him on defense, like, <laughs> oh my God.
0: Yeah, no that's <laughs> like, not
1: good. Uh that would be awful for Chris Paul. Um so um yeah, I I, I don't I, I'm I'm not sure how I feel about the Suns in general. Like, let's go big picture here. Um, not just talking about this series. Is I just don't know what to think about this team because it's got teams are basically going to force, um, let's say it's just a Koji. I don't know who their other wing that they're gonna they're gonna be trying to plug to that spot. And Chris Paul beat them because they're mm-hmm. just gonna basically be like Katie and Booker. We are sticking the hounds on you. <laughs> And, uh, I don't know if, but I don't, I, I don't know if that strategy is even going to work though. Um, cause like Katie and book are still so, are so good offensively. It might not matter. Right. they get it. I do think they take too many mid range twos. That's, that's
0: for sure. But especially in a high variance thing, like these playoff series can be, yeah, you don't want to be, and I, I don't know, it's tough to say cause. Kevin Durant shooting a mid range shot is very different than anybody else in like League History right. shooting a mid range shot. So you can't hate on it too much. But yeah, you're right. When you've got your top four guys loving to shoot from inside the three point line, um it's a it's a weird, you know, it's not something we see in today's NBA. So I guess we'll see how it works it's worked well enough while they've been healthy and on the floor together, mm-hmm. but, uh, it, it is one of those things where it's like, no, you should, you should be shooting from, like, two feet further back so you get more points, <laughs> sort of thing. Because <laughs> yeah, KD will make
1: make that enough, yeah, it's not like, yeah. uh, you know, it's like, you mentioned buckets earlier, Jimmy, and it's like, uh, he doesn't shoot good points, so it's like, yeah, you should take that mid-range too, you can't shoot from three-point, but it's like, yeah. yeah, KD, he's put up 50-40-90 seasons, so it's like, I think you should shoot from three. <laughs> um, I But I, I I mean, I just don't know what to think about this team with the so little, there's so little evidence to go on of what we've seen that I have no clue what this team really is like. And also, you know, my hot take on Monty is I think he's overrated. I think he's, Definitely. I just don't think tactically, he, he's like a good man manager is what I would say. <laughs> I think tactically though, I don't know if he's. Um. Up the snuff as some of these other guys, like in this matchup here, Lu versus Monty. Clearly, Tai Lu is a right. Much I was going to better... say we
0: both like Tai Lu quite a bit, so I mean,
1: yeah. Um, so I, I would expect Tai Lu to come with more solutions and options and answers in this, like
0: right. And poor Tai has had a lot of four play. years of running around the. House while it's on fire trying to put things out with his little bucket. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like he hasn't had a full roster for longer than a month stretch in his entire Clippers tenure. So he's he's got answers. He's got some ideas for sure.
1: Yeah. And like I said, I think if they try to run that five out lineup and shoot shoot tons of threes, like that can and the the Suns are taking twos, it's like three is bigger than two. So you make enough That's threes, you win. Yeah.
0: So uh
1: I guess, what do you think about this for uh, for prediction?
0: I'm going to go Suns in, I think I've said six for every single Western Conference series so far. So I'll say Suns in five in this one.
1: Uh, I will say Suns in, uh, I think six makes more sense, but let's get Spicy say seven. Okay. Um,
0: Some real I just don't think we have y enough. Leonard?
1: Yeah, why so good? And I just don't think there's. Uh, I, I don't know. There's not enough to. Think. It's just the Suns to really know how good the team is. <laughs> so it's always hard to tell. Um, in theory, they should be really good, but
0: um, who knows? Who knows? Uh, all right. Either way, fun oh. fun lineup of series in the Western Conference. I think we should hopefully get quite a few good games here. Where versus the East, where we're kind of like a. Hopefully, the Cavs and Knicks give us something.
1: Yeah, I know. It's like the Sun, or sorry, the Suns. The Western Conference has such great first round matchups. And then once you get to like the later ones, you're like, mm.
0: because yeah, they don't really else. have anybody
1: like high end teams. And then the East, it's like the first round, you're like, wake me up, please. in <laughs> the second round, and the second round, I mean, if you get the top four seeds advancing, Bucks, Cavs, that's a pretty interesting matchup um, because they both are such elite defensive teams and Boston Sixers. Like that's also a really good matchup. And it's like, I th- if you were to, I guess let's do, that's a uh, quick do this year. If you were to say, who are the five teams most likely to win the title? Um,
0: it, out of the first three, the yeah, East most teams likely win the title. No. Uh, and strictly math, from a mathematics standpoint, uh, I don't think that I can consider the Sixers as a team that I value highly to win the finals just because they have to go through the Celtics and then the Bucks to even get to the finals and I just don't think they can do that. Uh, so I think the top two are the Bucks and Celtics and then the next three are all Western Conference teams just from the standpoint of they only have to play that one of those East teams once. Where, okay, I uh, guess let's rephrase this here. Who are the five best teams
1: in the postseason?
0: Oh boy! See, that's a good question. Um, that's that's
1: the one I meant to ask you because you're right about you're right about doing the math here. Is that the Nuggets have like a much better chance than definitely just because of the way things shake out? But let's do who are the five best teams?
0: The five best teams in the playoffs are the Bucks, the Celtics, ooh, the Nuggets, the Sixers, and the Suns. Okay,
1: I think uh, that's probably right. I think maybe you could argue that the Cavs are better than the Suns just because mm-hmm. we don't know about the Suns, but um,
0: right. But if you if yeah. you made me play them in a seven game series, I'd probably pick Phoenix over the Cavs. So, but yeah, I agree they're they're good too. They, they you could have them in there.
1: Yeah. So it's like it's mostly
0: East teams. I mean.
1: Um, so um, but now that we've kind of done that fun exercise I have a few more wrap up questions here for you alright so, wrap up questions well is there anything else you want to add
0: no, to no I think we've exhausted our first round coverage here
1: yes I, I, I believe so too uh, what matchup that is possible. Um, is your most desired matchup you'd want to see?
0: Well, I mean, it's very, very easy, and it's Bucks Celtics. Uh, okay. It was so good last year uh, without Middleton. it You know, it, they played good games this season up until when the Celtics just romped them in the, their last game that they played against each other. Uh, this season, they've been the best two teams all year. I want to see that seven-game series.
1: I think I want to see Warriors-Suns. That's my number two, for sure. Um, I also considered... Uh, one that's actually possible would be Lakers-Kings, because I just think that would be hilarious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, having we would get to rewatch the rigged series over and over and over again. I was going to
0: say Justice for 2003 there, hopefully.
1: Yeah, that would be why. Um, Just from a lot of the off-court stuff is why that one would be really fun. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, I also think Bucks-Celtics would be really good. I do think the Celtics have taken a bit of a step back this year, as I kind of hinted. I think some of their strategy is more high variance, which would concern me. Mm -hmm. Um, They have leaned into make or miss league a little bit, which is, the Bucks are that way too, but, um, the difference being, Yaz is always going to continue to drive it to the lane. I think you see games where Tatum just doesn't for some reason. He will just settle for tons of threes. He will take like 12 threes and he'll shoot like three of 12. And it's like, why are we shooting so many threes, Tatum? Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, both good picks. So, We tried to avoid the phrase, if healthy, as much as possible. I think Uh, we did a good job. Yeah, with the exception of, I think we did talk about the players where we knew they already had question marks coming in, you know? Mm -hmm. Like the Clippers (laughs) or Julius Randle, right? Uh, We didn't even talk about like Chris Middleton, like what's up with him either. Um, So this is our fun one here. If everybody was healthy, so let's say this is... Uh, max health potential. So like, even players that you are like, so like uh, McDaniel's right, busted yep. hand. No, he's he's healthy now. His hand magically healed. <laughs> uh, who would go to the finals if everybody was hundred percent healthy and stayed one hundred percent healthy? Right, you know that's the point. Mm-hmm. Assuming they were robots, basically, right? Of health, something like that.
0: If everybody was 100% healthy, I would pick... And could stay 100% healthy? You're you're not going to get me to pick against the Warriors. I'd say the Warriors and the Bucks.
1: Okay, I would say the Lakers. (laughs) um, From the West and from the East, I think... I think I would hmm it's coming down to me between either Boston or the Sixers Um. I think I'll say the Sixers I okay. think if if
0: yeah if they had a healthy Harden and Embiid that's a good shout
1: <laughs> yeah
0: um, My the only reason I didn't pick the Lakers was because in theory, they'd have a healthy Steven Adams and Brandon Clark to play against in the first round. And then they'd have oh. to play the full-strength Warriors. And then they'd probably have to play the full-strength Clippers after that. Which is just a murderer's <laughs> row true. in the West. That's just that's just a terrible draw.
1: Yeah, that that is a good point. However, if we can count on AD being healthy. Being entire healthy, entire time...
0: you're right. And LeBron not having the foot. Nope, you're right. It's not a bad pick at all.
1: Yeah, because I, I the last time we saw those guys... I mean, I know it was, like, three years ago at this point, and that's a pretty big difference for LeBron. Like, but not for AD. When we saw him healthy in the bubble, like, you remember when people were, like, is, people thought AD was better than Giannis? I bring this up all the time, because it's yep. so wild what happened here and our perceptions of these two players. And basically... But
0: it wasn't a dumb question at the time.
1: I know, it was. Because, like, Giannis hadn't done it in the postseason. Giannis still can't shoot the ball. AD such an incredible offensive player and very good deep, But it's, like... It's so clear now because availability is a huge part of the thing. And also, Giannis took his game too, to another level that it's not close anymore, but it was like that at the time. And he's so consistency is the big thing. But yeah, I mean, he was so good. So yeah, I, I yeah, that would be my thing if everybody was 100, 100% because that would mean AD was probably playing at like that level potentially. So. Yeah. Yeah. Bubble AD
0: um, would be a force. Yeah. So
1: little bit that's the only way i could be positive about them (laughs) i guess Uh, because i didn't even pick them in the first round so um let's get to the big one here okay well actually i want to ask you here before we do this who's going to be in the western conference and eastern conference finals let's just let's take a step back of the bit before the big question here
0: okay Um, I think the Eastern Conference Finals, my pick won't be surprising. It's Boston and it's Milwaukee. Okay, I agree. (laughs) And then in the West, just looking at how things are lining up and based upon what I picked in the first round, because I'll I'll, I'll go carry on with that. I will say it will be Phoenix versus the Lakers in the Western Conference Finals.
1: Oh, wow. Okay, Uh, I'll say Nuggets Suns. No, Nuggets one's a second round matchup, isn't it? Uh, Nuggets it's the second and round matchup.
0: Nuggets Sorry, yeah. Warriors? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And that that okay. right there is a uh, definitely a, a, a factor of how we picked those first round matchups. Like, I think if the Warriors got to play the Grizzlies in the second round, they would find a way to make it happen. Davis is such a horrible matchup for this Warriors team. Like he has killed Draymond Green his entire career, even dating back to the Pelican days. Like they have literally no answer for him. I love Looney, but he he's no help there. Like if the Warriors have to play the Lakers in the playoffs, it will give me ulcers uh, thinking about how many like forty point games Anthony Davis is going to have against. Them. So that, that's why I'm feeling the the pessimist part there. After just saying you're not going to get me to pick against the Warriors, it's just such a bad matchup.
1: I can't believe you're dissing also fellow Milwaukee basketball player. Come on. Looney. Yeah. And Loody, I'm not dissing him. He's gym.
0: incredible. He played 82 games. He's got like the <laughs> league lead in offensive rebounds. Like I love Looney. He's just not helpful against AD, which is not a <laughs> terrible knock against him. Cause there are not that many players that are good against him.
1: Hey, I heard, I read, I read that article that he, that Kavan Looney might've been the next KD. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Not
1: uh, quite. That was a fun, that was a funny one. Um, Alright, so we'll do finals predictions. I will remind everybody of our preseason finals predictions. I said the Bucks would defeat the Nuggets in the finals, and you Uh said the Bucks would defeat the Warriors in the finals. So, what's your prediction now?
0: My prediction is that the Celtics will defeat the Suns in the finals.
1: Okay, um, I'm just going to stick with mine. <laughs> it's like that's not that a pretty a good good, pick. That was a. It turns out that was a pretty good prediction at the beginning of the season, and I feel duty bound to stick to it.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, uh, because got it's the one still, seeds correct, and
1: yeah, it's 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 still very plausible. I think so. I mm-hmm. would be highly concerned about the Nuggets' defense getting to the finals because typically you have to be top ten. Offense, defense to make it. You could say the same thing about the Bucks and their offense because it was not top ten, but it. it they got Middleton and Eagles back. It was so it was like, how much do you want to read into the fact that half the season they played without the team, <laughs> uh, right. and then what they did they were amazing. So maybe the that the the bad are tricking y'all a little bit. Um, but yeah, my second my second uh, guess would probably be the Suns. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, in which case, boy, that would be the Bucks have to beat KD again, and they just—that's not a good matchup for them. They have Crowder now, but uh, again, but um, I guess the problem for the Suns would be uh, Booker and Paul just cannot handle Drew Holiday. Like mm-hmm. we've seen, we saw it in the finals, and we've seen it in the regular season too. When Drew is just like, "All right, time to lock you down," those guys just can't do anything. We've Multiple games we've seen them have the ball in their hand. specifically Booker and the ball in his hands as the last
0: play and Drew Holiday just fools them.
1: It's like
0: well, and the last time that we saw Giannis playing against the Suns in a high leverage situation, even when they had Mikael Bridges as help on the perimeter side of things, like the last three or four games of that series, Giannis's stats are otherworldly. Like he'd do the same thing to eight and again, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah,
1: yeah, Aiden didn't get any better, so yeah. Yeah, He'd exactly, probably.
0: and their wing depth got worse. So like, yes, Katie would get, get nothing. Would get his, but I think Giannis would get more. Yeah, it,
1: uh, yeah, it would be tough to. It would, it would. I don't know. That's a tough one, but
0: it'd be a good series. I,
1: I, 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 yeah, also, like I said, I'll stick with Nuggets just because I was high in the beginning of the season, and I, I. They're both the one seeds, and I know that one, both the one seeds don't often go, but I don't, uh, I'm there not no a person reason to deviate
0: the... course yet.
1: Exactly, yeah. They ha- There's nothing that has really made me think like, oh boy, this definitely can't happen. So I picked it. Uh, it's still a good good pick, so I'll, I'll just stick with it because I think uh, I still, yeah, like I said, I think it's worth sticking with it. So um, that will be what I say. Is there anything else you would like to add here?
0: Um... I don't think so. Other than, you know, we're recording the Saturday night late into the hours of Saturday right before the playoffs or Friday night. Sorry, right before the playoffs start. And oh, is this Saturday is always, <laughs> Yeah, not quite for me yet. Uh, as, you know, this is one of the best times of year. I love NBA playoffs. Uh, sometimes it feels like it goes a little long, but I love it. Uh, so I'm very excited to be watching quality basketball every night for a few weeks here or a few months basically.
1: Yeah. If we can get like exciting games that we got in the play with the play in, like most of the play in games are really exciting. I think there were two duds tonight's game, Minnesota, um, drubbed the Thunder, and then the uh there was the one earlier one too. Was it the Hawks game? I think that was was that the one that was not competitive.
0: Yeah, the Hawks pulled away in the fourth, so it wasn't super tight at the end. Yeah, but for the
1: most part they've even if even the terribly played Minnesota Lakers game, which was just not well played, had its moments of so entertainment for us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um so yeah, if if uh, this portends what's to happen, um should be fun times. I'm looking forward to it. Um I imagine we will be back before the finals.
0: Um Have do a to be. preview. Yeah. I agree. Um do a quick finals and preview. Then,
1: Um, possibly doing a wrap-up of the finals, too, after that. Um, So, I think that will be the next time people see us doing NBA, uh, F1, who knows what's going to happen, whatever happens, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) They're on break right now, anyway, so, they don't race for, like, another week, I think, so. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Not sure when that's going to happen, but we will see everybody on the next... Force ball one, and uh, I guess also say uh, I think both of us would say thanks for the feedback on the seminar episode of Tardy Takes.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Been, been nice to hear a lot of kind words and some fun suggestions for future episodes. We appreciate it.
1: Yeah, and special shout out to Chad and John for being so excited they uh, said they're going to be on a future episode.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Can't wait to talk to them.
1: Yeah, so uh, we will see everybody at the NBA Finals. Well, not at the NBA Finals. That would be sweet.